inside. You are innocence personified, and I will track you down and sell you out. Run away. I am cold like December snow. I have carved out this soul made of stone, and I will drag you down and sell you out. Embraced by the darkness, I'm losing the light. It's a gold by demons I fight. What have I become now that I've betrayed everyone I've ever loved? I have Good evening, everyone. Episode 16, the AEW All-In Review and Preview of AEW All-Out and WWE Payback. Welcome, everybody. It's your boy, Brett Swinney here. I've got Brandon Ogden and Judas, a.k.a. the Professor Matt Diggs. How's it going, guys? It's going good. And Save that, me the, that, the vocal version of that. You know, I'm just singing it in my yeah. head. Yeah, and that, winner is coming, and Brandon and I will hold hands and blast it out to Garland, Texas. We okay, so because me, you, and Jeremy were there last year, we got to get Kyle and Brett with us this year, and uh, it'll be a good time. Yeah, I should we just discover he'll be prepping take. for a Tyler Chapel Hill state championship that weekend, but I think the rest of us know he'll he can be with us. Hey, if it's I, I can do both. I did it last year. I, I I was there Wednesday night, and then I was at the Carthage game Friday Friday morning. So, hey, I'm all about it, man. We wrote, we'll take off the ropes on the road. So, um, we're doing we're, well, Brett. How are you doing, man? I'm I'm ready, man. I've, this is going to be a busy week. We've got, you know, I've already done two two shows. I got one tonight, and then we'll have our uh, our wrap up show on Wednesday. So busy week. Um, but first off, before we start talking about the all in, uh, pay-per-view, we want to, you know, bring up the whole, the Bray Wyatt tragedy, um, just hearing the whole story. Cause they kind of kept it quiet for a while. Um, you know, they just said he was sick. He wasn't sure if it was mental health or actually sick. Um, but hearing the, the fact that he had contracted COVID earlier in the year and then kind of an. I guess gave him a little more heart issues. I guess he had a, a previous heart issue and it kind of, you know, made that worse. And the fact that they thought he was getting better and, and going to be returning soon. And then it just had a heart attack and, and passed away. Just a, just sad, sad thing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a huge Bray Wyatt fan. I, I love what they did. I think he's one of those that if they could have done so many things with his character several times and just kind of jumped, fumbled the ball, but he always seemed to make it entertaining, even when the creative team didn't give him a whole lot to work with. Guys, thoughts on this? Yeah, it was sad. Uh, you know, I uh, I was at a football game and I get a text about it, and I like you know I read read it real quick, and I thought it was his dad or uncle or you know the one that went you know I just read you know saw the Triple H post and I I just read that was someone related to Bray Wyatt you know, one of the other rotundas. And then I like looked at it again and I was like, wait, and I, that starts, then I saw like a graphic. I was like, wait, wait, what happened? Like it kind of caught me off guard and uh, just, you know, Bray, Bray was, he was great, very creative. 
Um, you know, when they gave him freedom to do the whole Wyatt family thing, it was uh, some of the best, you know, that was some of the best storytelling that we had in WWE before the bloodline was the Wyatt family stuff. And then, you know, then uh, you know, the Fiend had its moments. And then it seemed like what they were going with, you know, recently with the, the Wyatt Six or, you know, wherever they were going with that, it, it seemed like it had promise. It just never, when he had to go away, it never could get off the ground. And they, uh, I still think they were maybe going to explore that eventually, but now it's not, you know, just it was just a sad deal. And, uh, you know, you feel for his family and everyone close to him. But I enjoyed Bray Wyatt. I was kind of kind of looking and just kind of reminiscing some of his matches. I feel like the two of his best matches were both at Elimination Chamber pay-per-views. One was Elimination Chamber match, and then the other was it was the Wyatt family against the Shield at Elimination Chamber in 2014 when both were both fairly new. So, uh, but he, you know, he, he had a lot of great matches, and uh, you know, but sat, just a sad deal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, on thir- I was driving for football on Thursday, and my phone was just blowing up with everybody I know sending me texts. Did you hear? Did you hear? Uh, and, you know, I didn't really get a chance to deep dive at that time since, you know, Brandon, like you're the same way. You're probably out getting ready for a game and getting ready for the first opening kickoff and processing all that. It, it was definitely very sad. And, you know, wrestlers – you know, they give us a lot. They live a very hard life. And I'm, I, you know, I'm thinking about what kind of a segue to what we're about to talk about with all in the uh, Chris Jericho and Will Ospreay story was, you know, that you should appreciate uh, because Chris called Will and said, you know, Hey, you're, you're killing yourself with the, the bumps you take and, and the style, you got to be able to tone it back. And, you know, it was a probably a little, probably a little bit of truth to that. And they turned it into a storyline and wrestlers, you know, it, it's a hard life to, to be out there and to take those bumps and to keep your body in that kind of shape uh, to, to deal with that. Obviously, uh, you know, Bray gave everything for us and uh, you know, you gave some good memories and I, I love that shield and Wyatt, Wyatt family. Some of those six man matches that they had uh, very early on was very reminiscent of the AEW storytelling uh, where they just went out there and they tore it up, uh, you know, for 30, 35 minutes. So Bray or Wyndham Rotunda, if you're on the AEW side of things, uh, he's definitely going to be missed. And I haven't seen SmackDown yet. I've been spending my whole time watching uh, AEW for the last, uh, you know, couple days to get ready for this. Uh, I'm sure there's a great tribute there, and uh, hopefully, you know, we have less stories like this because one of the sad and frustrating things about being a wrestling fan is we have to talk about these things way too often. And then, you know, and and not to say it's not important, but I mean, it's like the day before we had the Terry Funk thing, and it's hard to truly get to you know, breathe that in because he was, especially in the nineties, one of my seminal memories was that Ric Flair, uh, Terry Funk feud and that I quit match was just, you know, amazing theater. Uh, and I cannot believe that, you know, Terry Funk looked Ric Flair in the eyes and said, I quit. That was like one of my first teenage markout moments when that happened. I was like, Ric Flair, he is that dude. And, uh, both of them will absolutely be missed. Yeah, you're, you're right. And that to me, the, the Terry Funk, I think of Mick Foley because um, he kind of was was the same kind of pass the torch to to Foley, and that's because Foley is the one I grew up watching. You know, doing all the crazy stuff. You know, of course, the famous, you know, the fall off the top of the cage on the table, um, and so. But I've seen some Terry Funk matches, um, and so another sad thing. Um, but 
the the Bray Wyatt thing is just tragic. Honestly, the whole Wyatt family, you had two out of the four have passed away. And, you know, I wonder what they'll do with it. I've seen some people calling for them to continue the storyline with Uncle Howdy. I've seen a lot of folks online. They want that to continue um, and try to continue. The, and I think it'll take with the fans just because they want to see it for Bray. So you, I wonder, you know, I mean, will Bo Dallas eventually be able to? I mean, this is going to take some time to get over, I'm sure. I mean, this is, you know, that's his brother. And, you know, I, I can't imagine you've done something with him your whole life, basically. And now he's gone and you have to try to continue. So it'll be interesting to see if and when that continues. But I'm, I can imagine it might be one of the hottest things going in wrestling if they're able to get that storyline going with uncle howdy in it and at least for a, at least for a while whether or not they can you know make it be an extensive period of of a good storyline we'll see but i think if you're wwe you have to use that and if if dallas is willing to to do that and honor his brother i'd almost like to see him not do it i mean it almost seems like they're trying to capitalize on it at, at that point and you know, turn something that, you know, is tragic and, and is sad, uh, you know, and I get it probably comes from a good place, the in memoriam. I would just prefer just to, you know, I, I like Bo Dallas and the Believe version of that. You know, I, I thought he was uh, entertaining uh, with that, just that kind of snarky uh, character. And I thought that was getting over before they kind of reeled that back. So, I mean, they want to give Bo Dallas a push, I'm, you know, as whatever character they would come up with him. But I, I'm not necessarily – me personally, I don't think I want to see this angle continue just because it's going to seem contrived at that point. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for Sambo Dallas, but uh, let, yeah, let it be like if he just wants to be himself. If he wants to do it as Uncle Howdy for his brother, let him go ahead. But uh, at this point, it's like, hey, whatever he wants yeah. to do. Well, I, and, I, and I agree. I mean, it's, it's, I want to see it, but I, I think it's ultimately got to be his decision. You know, if it's, I just have seen a lot of, of I've been following on Twitter and some people are, are, are looking for that. They want to see it. Like I think and a lot of it is they just want to, they want to be able to have some of Bray Wyatt continue, I guess. And that's kind of the way that I guess they feel about it, but we'll see what happens. I mean, either way, it's going to be a while before we see Bo Dallas. I'm sure um, it's going to take a while to decompress this and, and try to figure out what he wants to do. And if he, if he must continue wrestling, I mean, you, that's something that, you know, when you've been doing it so long with somebody, it's it's one of those things that it's going to take a while for him to realize what he wants to do probably. So on a happier note, we have some all-in to talk about. Uh, give me some thoughts of uh, the show in overall perspective from you guys before we start talking about individual matches. I thought I mean, that was a really good show. You know, we were talking last week, we were worried about certain things of it. And I thought, so, you know, it was kind of one of the ones, AEW show where you kind of, even though as big as it was, it was sold out just because we had the two back to back and certain things seemed kind of rushed or thrown together. We were kind of worried like, hey, this isn't like, it didn't look on paper like a card that they would normally give us for this type of event. And, but then you're watching the show and there were some ups and there were some downs. I mean, there, there were some down parts, and there were some really, really great parts. But just overall, it was a really good show. Uh, it was a fun watch, uh, pretty much for the most part. And, uh, you know, and the, the crowd helped with that. I mean, they were 
they were buzzing all night for just, and just random things too. But uh, and so there was great storytelling uh, in multiple matches. I mean, we'll get into exactly which ones, but I I can think of three or four right off the top of my head that had just tremendous storytelling without even the wrestling. I mean, obviously the main event, the the women's match. Uh, there was just some great storytelling on this card. It just it had everything, and there was just little, the cool things with the the entrances and the the setup and the arena. It was just a great great show. Hi, Kyle. Hey, what's up, I Ko? Uh, I missed you. I missed you too. Actually, and I I want to I want to start by saying that I think I'm going to say a lot of things that you agree with tonight, Professor. Okay, he was, uh, was, was, uh, was, uh, he was channeling his inner professor last <laughs> night in their other show. So here's we, the thing: they were trying to crown Kilgore for keeping it close with Carthage. So then that automatically catapulted Kilgore that they're going to beat Gilmer just because they kept it close with Carthage. I said, let's let's calm down. Why are we giving Why are we giving awards to teams that are keeping it close with other teams? That's that's participation trophy. So. But I, I I channeled my inner professor, and then I said, and I, I got back to normal. <laughs> Getting those moral victories out there. See? Uh, <laughs> now, now, Brandon, what, what, you know, I, I tr- I, I've been to a few of these WrestleManias, and I've been, you know, I'm going to uh, the Grand Slam coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, and I, I really, I quit going to, I mean, I go to, I go to the city of WrestleMania, but I've quit going to the show. Uh, just because those big stadium shows are ridiculous to watch. It, it's really hard to enjoy it. And I was looking at some of those setups. That had to be miserable for the fans because that stage, you know, was so, you know, so it was covered. You couldn't see a thing. I mean, you're, you're going to the stadium to watch it on TV. And, and you know, I, I really, and, and I feel like they actually did it worse than WWE does because they put a top on it. I guess they're worried about rain at some point, whereas at least WWE will have it where if you can kind of see down into it. Uh, so I think for the fan experience, it was probably not a great experience. Uh, and from a TV wise, obviously you have to do it to get the practice at it. Uh, but I thought they could have done more television production wise. I get that they're pro wrestling and not sports entertainment. Uh, but, you know, having that big of a stadium, you got to give it a completely different feel than a regular pay-per-view. And I think, you know, they just kind of ran it as a regular pay-per-view in a stadium uh, instead of really giving. I, I would have loved to see them start out with, you know, God save the queen and have a singer or something come out there to really highlight that this is a special show and that this is something that is completely different. So, I think they actually failed for me at the stadium's uh, version of the show card itself. Fine. You know, it, it, you, you know, but if you're going to be doing it in front of 80,000, you got to learn how to step you gotta start, up. From, you got to start somewhere though, Matt. So maybe they yeah, this is the first one. Yeah. Like, like what, you know, what was the first WrestleMania, you know, like, I mean, it was great, obviously, but, right. but still, you know, they all haven't been great. So. And they, and they started with such a big, first show i mean this was yeah you compare it to you know the first wrestlemania i'm sure this was you know this is the largest wrestling crowd in history so i mean um allegedly yes well <laughs> i i believe their numbers that more than i believe wwe numbers I, I think they all embellish a little bit so i don't know i don't i don't know I don't know. I mean, it looked they're, packed in that place, but there definitely wasn't well, a hundred thousand at WrestleMania that year. They said there was a hundred thousand. There's no way. Um, yeah. but 
and there may have been 80,000 in Wembley. I, I have no earthly idea. All like I know, it was a ton of people. That's it. It was a lot so, of people. So I'm going to tell you all something I liked, and we'll talk about that match at some point, was the was the uh, multi, multi-view on the stadium stampede match. I like the the where they had the where they put two cameras and you could watch both things going on at one time. Now I don't know what the state people in the arena were seeing, but I like that. Like they had so it the the guys that went in the back that were fighting in the back, they had a second uh picture there so you could watch both. I thought that was cool, uh production wise. I don't know if I've seen WWE do that, but I'm sure now they probably will since they just saw it on on AEW because you know they're watching. But I thought that was neat because a lot of times you forget about the ring, you go to the back, and you don't have, you can't see what's going on in the ring. They kept the one on the ring, and they followed the guys around the stadium, which I thought that was really neat. Um, I thought, I thought they did a good job of making it different. The graphics and stuff were cool. I thought like they they really did a good job with with that kind of thing. I mean, I agree with Matt. If I would have went, you probably had to take your you know binoculars and you know to be able to see it, but. I mean, again, this is their first one. I thought overall the looks and feel, everything was cool. Of course, they spent a lot of money on the entrances. Tony Khan always does that. And so I thought some of the entrances were really cool. Um, I mean, overall, I thought it was pretty solid considering it was their first attempt at a huge event. I, I thought it looked really cool. Um, I thought it looked excellent, actually. The The setup was neat. Um, I think the aerial shot of Wembley Stadium with the fireworks going off, kind of like they do at all the the big pay-per-views in WrestleMania, is like I thought that was neat. Um, I, I just love the aesthetics of it. It just looked cool. And then I also like them switching out the commentators throughout the show. So they kind of got everybody on the show, but they nobody overstayed their welcome. JR, you know, did the like the first part of it, then Shivani, then Taz at the end. I like them switching up the commentators, kind of getting a different feel. For the matches so um yeah of course i mean th- their first big show like this there's plenty of things that they can improve on absolutely but i think for their first show it it went up technically it went off basically without a hitch i mean everything everything worked um which is is the goal so everything isn't that right brett everything works we're good <laughs> hey if you get a solid stream and it goes through and it doesn't mess up, you know, midway through the game, you know, it, yeah. it's all working. But of um, course, there's there's always stuff to improve on. So I, absolutely. Yeah. And I think they will get better at it. Um, but for for their first show, I think they knocked it out of the park. And the overall, the card, I thought I just finished it. So I just finished the last three matches. Um, so I'm coming off that MJF Adam Cole high right now. That's why I'm in such a good mood. Um, but the uh, the everything just it. It flowed nice to me. I think um, uh, some of the matches, we'll get into it. I thought some of the matches were a little clunky at spots, but overall, I think it 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 was a great flow. The only thing I didn't like, and maybe it was because it was such a big stadium, it's, it's at, at some points, it sounded like there was no crowd. And I know that London crowd was, was electric, but at some points, it just sounded like there was nothing happening. And maybe there wasn't, but also... Even when it was a big pop, it didn't feel like such a big pop, I guess, because of how big the stadium is. So um, that was kind of one of the things I noticed. But overall, I thought it was a really good show. Is it because the stadium open is open, too? Maybe that, that may be it. Trapping the sound as well as it like if it was completely that, inside. Yeah, I mean, that may be but, it. Um, I did appreciate it. I liked your comment about the commentators, Kyle. Um, I didn't have to hear Michael Cole for five hours, so <laughs> that was a plus. I mean, not that I don't have – Michael Cole's fine, but – 
you know, the same commentator over and over because now now he's on both shows. So, you know, it's like they can't find a replacement for Cole, so they have to just keep putting him on every show. I like how AEW kind of rotates him in. You get JR just in spurts, and that's good for him. He's fine at that, you know, match or two here and there. Um, Excalibur's excellent. Uh, we've talked about this before. I love his commentary. Of course, now you've got the collision team where you can – you know, you'll be able to work some of those in. I'm sure those guys will probably do more of this next pay per view because I guess that's technically the collision. Well, Nigel was on the show yeah, the yeah, entire show. Been. Yeah, and, it was, and it was, I love Nigel. But Ian Ring, Ian wasn't on this one, was he? Mm-mm. Neither was. Okay, I didn't think so. Well, Nigel was there because it was in London, probably too. You know, he had yeah. to get the pop for that. All right, so let's let's talk matches. Uh, first off. None of us here, we all tied, all six, all three of us, or four of us tied at six. Uh, and our and our man, Jeremy, who couldn't make it tonight, he, he he sent me a text and just had too much going on, and he said, I didn't win anyway. And I was like, actually, you did. You had seven, and we all had six. So so Jeremy is our champion of the all-in pick Now, I didn't change anybody's matches. I know you tried to, to change matches last minute on me, and I, 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 uh, I didn't change anybody's stuff. So we just... Because I, I think that's probably what he thought. Because I would have went and kept it. I didn't. Because I was like, well, they already picked, so you can't just change. It was part of the deal. So you're well, welcome. Well, you're welcome. Well. You're welcome. You're welcome, guys. Because then you would have had five, five, and six. So it would have been a three way tie. I was, I was, you know, I didn't change anybody. Oh, if I would have changed, I would have had seven though. So. No, you had best friends. Best friends. No, I'm talking about I, no, no. I I texted you right before the match after I saw the entrance, and I I was I said if we could change right now, I would change to Soraya. Oh, that we'll one. talk about yeah, that. Later. Okay, well, that's it. That's interesting. Yes, we'll talk about that one. Um, so the all the uh the all in zero two hours, guys. Didn't you miss the first hour? I did. Wait, it was not. It was, it was only two one hour. hour. It was two hours. Yeah, and I missed. I didn't see the whole Grado thing with uh, Jeff Jarrett. I know Kyle was disappointed. He he missed Jeff. Oh, I didn't see yeah. that either. I saw Grado, but I didn't see that part you're talking about. I saw Grado yeah. in there. He came. The, him and Big like, Show and uh, all the other guy that was in the booth. I can't think of his name, but they all they. I guess Jeff Jarrett went to the ring and they. I don't know what he was doing. He came back. A I don't know. He came out. There was yeah, that. so even though that was a big complaint I saw, I think I heard on my my feed didn't even come like because they said it started at eleven, so that's why I turned yeah, it so on. So evidently it was an hour earlier than an hour before, so so yeah. that was kind of confusing. I thought. Um, so yeah, we had the, we had the first match was the Cole MJF versus Aussie Open, and guys, we all missed this. We all had Aussie Open. Of course, it completely changed the the. I guess the effect of the last match is kind of like, you know, we kind of thought, well, they might miscommunicate and then they'd be mad at each other. And we were completely off on that. They, which I'm, I'm okay with because we talk about it all the time, how we don't want to, we don't want to be able to predict what happens every time. So, um, I thought this match was, was, was good. Solid match. I mean, um, it's, it'll be interesting to see how they move forward with the tag team belts. Now, if they'll defend them at the next, you know, next pay-per-view. Um, and I, I haven't seen anything on, I've got to actually look up the card and what they've got posted for the next one. We'll, when we talk about it, but um, what did you guys think of the match? 
I, I thought it was great. And I, I, Kyle was, you know, even though he picked Aussie, he was right about kind of what would ha- what could happen if MJF and Adam Cole won. He he kind of laid out the plan there, and uh, and also by them winning, it helped, you know, it helped some of the storytelling during the last match and after the last match, which we'll get into. But you know, because if they don't win the titles, there's certain things they couldn't do, and probably what they can do going forward. And uh, that, I think we got a little teaser too. But in this match, uh, no, I loved it. Uh, you know, the, it got the crowd going early. Uh, I, and I love me, you and Jeremy talked about this in our little, we, we, since Kyle wasn't watching live, we kind of went over to a side chat and we talked about how, cause you get these in early in WrestleManias too, like at Levi's and Tampa Bay and stuff, these where it's still daylight uh-huh. outside and it gives a cool feel. It gives a cool feel to it. And, uh, and, and somehow, for some reason, the crowd's a little more amped up in those two. But this one, I mean, it's Adam Cole and MJF. So, you know, the crowd was going to be into it. And the just the little things MJF did, like he acted like he was going to dive and he didn't get the dive in, but he did it later in the show against Adam Cole. And then the kangaroo kick, you know, he didn't get the kangaroo kick the first time. Then he got it. Then they got the finally got the double clothesline. And then they won. And it was like a shock, even though we thought it might ha- could happen. We none of us picked it, and it just it happened randomly. Like it didn't, you know. They did the double clothesline, but it it, it seemed like they were going to kick out there, and it kind of caught me off guard. Like, wait, they just won? I wasn't expecting the match to end there. So that was, you could say that's good or bad, but it uh, it it, it was probably one of the best best uh zero hour matches you'll ever get. See, for all the reasons you just said, I didn't like the match. <laughs> Brandon and I are, I'm, I'm like, I mean, it wasn't a five-star match. It was probably like a two-star, but it, but I enjoyed it because I enjoyed, I mean, I, it's because I enjoy the characters. I mean, you know, and, and I get what you're saying with that, and I enjoy the characters as well, and, and so maybe I, I should lighten up like that. But one thing I hated back in the Attitude Era was like when The Rock would win with the people's elbow. And I'm like, come on, you know. I mean, I, I know I have to suspend disbelief with wrestling, but – you know, how can these people take screwdrivers to the head and go through eight tables, but, you know, a double clothesline will, will keep you down for the count. I just don't, don't like, don't like that. And that's just a big time storytelling with that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, it was, it, it was fun. I thought it was a little bit too short. I thought, I wish they would just put on a good match. Cause I think Aussie open deserved that. I think Aussie open deserved to get to show what they can do because they've had some really good matches and maybe in the lead up to that, they got to have some of those good matches. Uh, so, but uh, I kind of came away disappointed. I wanted a little bit more. I get, I get that you have to protect the main event, but if you're going to put them out there in the first place, it's kind of like, you know, we've seen with some of the other WrestleManias, Bret Hart and Owen Hart had a banger and then Bret Hart wrestled again. I want to see something like that. Uh, not necessarily just a, a two-star match where you have a couple of bits and you win with a friggin' double clothesline. Before Kyle goes, you could probably if that was on if it was the first match on the main card, you probably could have done that. But since it's on this hour, where I mean, because you started their match after, they didn't have much time to go. Like, I mean, you're kind of strapped on time there. Don't like if they would have had it on the main card, they probably could have did a little bit more. But I mean, you, like the the other match ended like two minutes before kickoff. I. I... <laughs> I, th- I liked the match. I thought it was fun. Um, it did what it needed to do, I think. Um, the kangaroo kick from MJF was something that stood out for me. I, that's what I wanted to, sh- wanted to see. Um, I think after watching the last match, too, and I know we'll get into it later, but after watching that last match, I think this is going to set up 
MJF and Adam Cole versus the kingdom at all out. I think that's what we're getting at all out. Um, I mean, I guess that's fine. I, I like it because it kept the team together. I'm interested and intrigued to see how they keep this storyline now intertwined because in my mind, Cole doesn't deserve another shot at the title till he has to work his way back, but they're going to have to coexist as a tag team with Cole always sitting there, you know, wanting that title up. It's interest. It's intriguing to me. And that's what I appreciate about, appreciate about the storyline. So um, yeah, I got it wrong, but I, I appreciate the storyline that AEW has given us. So I'm, uh, I'm okay with it. Yeah. You, now we're kind of going to be sitting there and waiting. We're, we're expecting the turn now, but it's got to be at some point, right? I mean, if they're going right. to do the match again, then somebody's turning on the other one, and then then they'll have the match, and it'll, you know. Um, but we'll see, I guess. Um, all right, let's go to the next one. Um, Hook defeats Jack Perry for the FTW Championship. Um, I thought this was interesting. Um I like the fact I like Jack Perry coming out in the limo. I thought that was cool. Um, him being all cool and, you know, rich, rich boy, Jack Perry coming out. And then hook just took it to him. Um, using the car. I like, I like that this match was a little different the FTW rules, kind of an ECW feel. Um, honestly, I liked it for what it was. Um, I'm not a Jack Perry fan. Um, I think, Hook still got some run, and and uh, I was interested to see what they do with Jack Perry here because they didn't give him much of a reign. Um, but it was it was a solid like hardcore match using the using the windshield. That was a cool spot. Um, he tapped the window, you know, showing it was real glass, and then um, you know then he's the one that goes through it. So I expected Hook to win. That's who we all picked. So you know we all kind of thought that was the case. Um, what do you guys think? I, I, lo- I like a, I love the Jack Perry entrance, the the whole limo thing, and then I like that they used the limo as you know an immediate prop. Uh, you know he was up top, did the RVD taunt, then hit the move on Hook, and then like you said, Hook him through the windshield. But in a loss, I feel like this was the best we've seen from Jack Perry. I, I could be wrong there, but I I thought I thought this was Jack Perry's best match that I can recall. Like, even in a loss, I thought this was the best he looked. It gave me, like, because I'm, like, same with you, Brett. I've never been high on Jack Perry, you know, matches he's won. I've, like, I don't see it from him. And I think it was the character. And even this character, I wasn't sure about yet. But, yeah, I, I, what I saw yesterday could, you know, I can see things from him. You know, I, I thought this was the best I've seen from him. Even Like you said, even a loss. And I, you knew it was going to happen because he said, you know, that he was going to take the title away. They weren't going to let the – FTW title just go away and you know Taz mentioned that several times it's like hey this means too much this means too much so you know Hook was gonna win it for his family but uh I, I mean, it was a good zero hour match but I just thought it was the best I'd seen from Jack Perry you know ultimately I can't remember which of the shows I was at where I saw a Jack Perry match but it was pretty it was maybe even our our thing at Winter is Coming or uh Grand Slam last year uh, you know, he had a really good, you know, like a 20 minute match. And I was, I was surprised. I was like, wow, I'm entertained uh, by this. And, and now we showed that he could also do the hardcore stuff, uh, you know, and, and have that. So I agree with you, Brandon, as far as that goes, I was sports entertained or, or pro, pro wrestling entertained by that match. Uh, I, I thought they did good. I mean, that the blood from that thing, I mean, obviously that was legit, uh, it, but he showed he could, you know, he could take a, take a, a bump. 
Uh, more curious for me though is, and and you know, you're about ten minutes behind me, Kyle. I, I finished the pay per view uh, about seven thirty, and you did it. So the first thing I did after that was go to Cage Side and uh, see what the dirt sheet said about that. And apparently there was a Jack Perry and CM Punk blow up, and now. There's something with that now, and, and I'm hoping that's just another CM Punk rumor because that's gone wrong. Because uh, I'm getting tired of that stuff, you know. And uh, so <laughs> uh, I hope that you know we still get to see both of them at All Out or doing whatever storyline is, is next. Uh, but I agree with you, Brandon. Good stuff. Um, so complete transparency. Didn't watch any of Zero Hour. The only match I watched was MJF and Aussie Open, or the Better Than You Baby and Aussie Open. I went back and watched that one. All the other ones, haven't seen them. Um, but sounds like Hook won. I love it. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big Hook guy. I like Jack Perry, too, though. Um, I'm, I am a Jack Perry fan. Um, but I think that title deserves to be with Hook and not on Jack Perry. I'm not sure why they did the title thing with Jack Perry then. I'm not sure what they're doing with him. He kind of feels like he's in limbo. Um, but uh, I honestly, I think the FTW championship needs to be retired and just gone with. But um, if it's going to be retired, it needs to be retired by Hook and not Jack Perry. So I like it. So are you a fan of Jack Perry's new character more than the previous? Mm. You have a preference? I don't know if I'm more of a fan of it, but I think it was time for a change. So I think he needed to do something different. Um, but I don't know. I don't like his theme music. I think the Beethoven thing is 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 kind of lame, kind of like I the Don Callis thing. I kind of honestly thought it was a temporary theme, and they were gonna yeah. give him something, but I have yet to see that. Um, I, I I like the FTW. I I don't I like it that it's a hardcore title, um, but I, I I wish they would kind of like make it a official title if they're gonna do something with it. Because I would say, hey, if it's a hardcore belt. And that's hardcore rules matches. I love those. Uh, Moxley should be the champion of that one, honestly. Um, he he bleeds more than anybody in the entire wrestling industry um, and probably could hold that title for a long time. But I, I do like it in that aspect. I wish they would officially recognize it or create, if they're going to retire that one, maybe create a hardcore. I like the hardcore belts. I think it's just a different match, a different type of, of way to have a champion. Because um, I always liked it back in WWF when they had the, the hardcore title. I thought that was a cool title just because I honestly liked when they just could have not the 24 seven, but the hardcore one. I mean, that was like where you could just attack somebody in the back. And you just never knew, but it was actually people wanted the belt. Like it wasn't a joke belt that, you know, the guys passed around, like, you know, the, the guys that couldn't win anything else. Um, but I'm interested to see what they do with it with hook. I, I, I do like the title if they, if they would, you know, make it, make it that hardcore title. One thing, Brett, yeah, we, we've argued about this before, so I won't go into the full rigmarole. There's too many belts as it is. So, you know, the fact that you want to recognize that, well, I, I know it's later on in the card, but one of the most annoying things for me about the whole card was uh, Will Ospreay coming out with some IWGP United Kingdom title. Like, I mean, come on, at what point are we just like – you know, well, that, that title is different, Matt. That's what I'm, my point. Like, I like it because it has a different, like, it's just not a regular title. It's got a different stipulation behind it. That's why I like that one. Not that we need more titles, but at least that one has a little bit different, like, there's a different reason to win that one. You have to be able to be hardcore to win that one. So that's that's it. I, I agree with you on the fact that there's so many belts. Part of it's because you've got Ring of Honor attached. Now, I, I get IWGP. He's coming from New Japan. So he's just bringing his title. That's technically not a 
belt from this company. It doesn't really, I mean, it does count, but it doesn't count there. They don't really defend that one except for when they do their crossover shows with them. Except but, when they do, because, you know, on a random rampage, you'll have a triple A title match here and there. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just that way of, of kind of promoting the other company. You know, they, they cross over and they, you know, they're promoting their belts and showing their titles. That's probably the deal with bringing them in. They get to use their wrestlers and they, then they promote their belts. I would imagine that's part of it. But um, I do think the something with the Ring of Honor, I don't know how that works. It, I don't ever watch Ring of Honor um, shows. I don't know if any of you guys have time for it. I don't, but that to me is a little much. Like you've got Ring of Honor tag champs. You've got AEW tag champs. You've got and you got a TV title. I guess Samoa Joe has that. Does Claudio still have the Ring of Honor World title? But he doesn't ever defend it. I, I some of that to me is a little confusing. But you know, teach their own, I guess. Pure title and all kinds of crazy stuff. Then you <sighs> yeah. move us along, Brett, before I have a coronary and start yelling <laughs> at Kyle for nothing he <laughs> did wrong. There was one, I forget who it was, but somebody came out without their title. I forget who it was. They had a title, but they came out without it. And I'm like, okay, well, that shows how important that title is if you're not even willing to come out with it. So um, I can't I, remember who it was. Though. I remember that now, but I, I can't remember either, Kyle. Um, It'll come to me. Orange Cassidy had it, has it in his backpack usually. But, I mean, this this person didn't even – it wasn't anywhere to be found. I mean, yeah. I, I can't remember maybe, who it was. Maybe we'll think about it as we yeah. go. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's uh, go next match here. Um, Chris Jericho and Will Ospreay. Um, wait, you're skipping. Oh, well, I have – I'm just going in order of the what the, the show I thing I have. What what do you – Oh, okay. I thought you were going, like, in order of the First match was CM Punk okay. and Samoa yeah. Joe. Yeah, that way. Like, we, we can go that Samoa way. Joe, yeah. um, I was just trying to keep track. Right, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. Um, little did we know that CM Punk had had a scrum before he came out, um, as y'all discussed earlier. Um, you couldn't tell. I mean, he, he came out, and I was honestly, you know, we've seen these guys wrestle a few times over the last little bit. I like the match, honestly, for the, for these two. Uh, you know, it was it was aggressive. It was physical. Um, I like the fact that we didn't know how, and we talked about this in our chat, you know, me, Brandon and Jeremy, how was he going to be, We don't, how was he going to be welcomed? You know, you never know when CM Punk comes out, if he's going to be a face, heel, how the, and so they were, they were against him and he, he came out and I don't know if they planned this or on the fly, but then he, he started doing heel type things. I thought that was funny. Um, they were chanting for Joe and he was doing, you know, things that to antagonize the crowd he was like playing with Joe, kind of. He would come try to clothesline him, and he'd duck and just kind of laugh and kind of act, ha ha, you couldn't get me. Um, and I thought that was neat that they kind of played into the way the crowd reacted. Um, you know, I'm not always a fan of CM Punk's matches. We've talked about this before. His promos are great, but I thought this was a solid match. Honestly, it to me it wasn't it wasn't terrible. I, I didn't hate watching it. Um, we all knew CM Punk was probably going to win, so he could go defend his belt at the next pay-per-view, but um, I thought it was a solid match, and and uh, that's about all I have for that one. What you guys got? Yeah, this match really didn't do it for me. Uh, and, like, you know, luck luckily we got the, the, the two matches on the zero hour that kind of masqueraded as the opening of the show because if 
if this is how my show opened, I would have been real disappointed, even though it technically was. But I like, I, luckily, I was living off the high of the two previous matches that were pretty good. And I, I, this one kind of, I was just kind of whole home for me. I mean, there was a couple things that stood out. And, you know, you, you mentioned some punk things that stood out. Mine were more Joe. I liked when, you know, punk was on the turnbuckle and Joe was outside. And it was like a weird punk jump. And then Joe just kind of nonchalantly, like, walked out of the way and laughed at him. And then, you know, you see people put through people through the announce table all the time. Joe slung Punkin through the front of the table. And I, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. And he, like, did it in Punk's blood, and he flips him off. And I just thought that was kind of – but then, like, then like I don't know. I, I knew Punk was going to win, but it was just a weird way he won. He did the Pepsi plunge, and I don't even think he did – did he do a GTS at all in the match? Uh, I don't think so. Well, did he? Yeah, so it was – I think just, he tried. I, know, just, I think it, he it, – connected but it looked yeah. bad yeah yeah it just yeah this this match just didn't do it for me but i mean so i actually liked it i mean brandon and i man what what's going because I, <laughs> I i usually complain about the cm punk matches uh lately i mean it, it was you know it, for what i thought they were going to do they overachieved you know from what i thought they could do i i, I liked it better in in all the things you were mentioning, all the highlights, I'll sit in there smiling like, oh, yeah, that was really cool. I liked when he did that. I liked when he did that. Uh, that was, you know, entertaining to me. And, you know, we always talk about finishers and super finishers, and I felt like CM Punk had to do a super finisher uh, to win. I mean, I thought that was a pretty gnarly move to, you know, that they had to use to put him out. So, uh, whereas you thought that was a little bit awkward, I thought, it, I mean, the move itself was awkward, but the fact that he had to do a super finisher to win – I liked it. I liked the the psychology of the fact that Punk can be heel or face depending on the crowd and and whatnot. And overall, I I came away sports entertained. I'd say two and a half, three star match, but that was probably a little bit more than I was expecting. I I enjoyed the match too. Um, I I liked it. Uh, Samoa Joe when he he was he was dominating Punk early, and it it, w- it almost gave me the the Cody uh, Cody Rhodes Brock Lesnar vibe to this match um, just because of how dominant the bigger, the bigger guy was in this case, Samoa Joe. I love Samoa Joe's little casual walk away. I love the fact that CM Punk mimicked it uh, at first. And then Joe did it for real on the uh, outside. Love that Joe playing with the crowd and, and pumping up. I love this version of Samoa Joe. Like this, this is my favorite Samoa Joe that I've seen. And uh, I, I picked punk to win, but once he went through that, the the announce table the bottom of the announce table and came up bleeding first thing i thought of was cody rhodes i was like he's beating joe he's definitely winning tonight because he's got to go through the torture and the agony he's got to face adversity and get through it so um i mean but i did enjoy the match it looked it was a little clunky at spots it seemed like joe was waiting on punk to do something and they kind of froze for a second it seemed like some miscommunication or or something between the two, and it may have had something to do with the fact that Punk just got into it with somebody in, in backstage before they came out there, um, which is another story for another day. I'm about sick and tired of these CM Punk stories. If this is what he's bringing back to the table, he just needs to to, to ride off in the sunset. Uh, but anyway, I thought it was a good match, excellent opening match for um, All In, in my opinion. So I enjoyed it. All right. Moving on here to the next one, we got let's see, Bullet Club Gold, Bullet Club Gold, uh, and Takeska versus the Golden Elite. Um, I had Bullet Club Gold in this match. Um, 
I thought the Don Callis effect would play a factor in the numbers game. And it probably, and it basically did. I mean, you had, and I think we kind of talked about this, where we think this is going. Um, and I think AEW did a good job in this pay-per-view of spinning some already matches into some other feuds that they're going to use at all out. Um, but I think overall the match I thought was really solid. Um, I like any match that's got Kenny Omega in it is going to be a good one. Usually he doesn't really do bad matches. Um, I, I do. I like the golden, uh, the, uh, I like the bullet club gold. Honestly, I, I like the group. Um, what they've done with the guns is elevated them from ex- basically they were a laughing stock, you know, after they you know got rid of their, their dad and, you know, they had the titles for a little bit, they were okay. And then they took them away from them real quick. This move was a natural fit. Um, bullet club with the guns. I mean, guns and bullets. I mean, it's a perfect fit. I don't know that they could have, you can't write that stuff. It just happened naturally and they made it just fit. Um, but I'm excited to see, I think Takeshka and, and Omega will be at the next pay-per-view. I think that's going to be a, a, I haven't officially heard that one announced, but I think that's where it's going and give me that match right now. I'm ready for it. Um, with the Don Callis thing, he's kind of looming around. And, and he's a good manager heel. He's almost like the uh, the Paul Heyman of AEW. He kind of he kind of ling, ling, lingers around the ring, just gets enough to get involved, puts groups together. Uh, he does a good job. And I, as much as I despise him, um, I think he's he's in he's intertwined himself in two different storylines right now. And you know, I'm expecting him to just continue to collect family members and he has his own little group at some point. We'll see how that all unfolds. But honestly, this match for me, I really liked it. I was entertained. The the stories are there. There was great wrestling, great overall match quality. And, and I really liked this one. Yeah. Like you said, Brad, that was a solid match. Uh, and like you said, uh, Omega, anytime he's in there and uh, Jay White's the same for me and Takesha's getting there. I, re- I like Takeshita. Like, I, I, I think he's got a lot of potential, and uh, he keeps getting better each time out. And then, uh, you know, I, I like the – you know, normally I don't like the little cheap roll-up victories, but I, I liked it for this reason because it sets up, and they actually have already made mm. that match. It's one of the five um, matches for All Out that are currently officially announced, and so we will get Takeshita and Omega, and I'm looking – I think that's going to be uh, – could be a banger, you know. It, uh, I think that could – that that's one though. I hope Don Callis. I know he won't, but I hope Don Callis stays out of it. It's I want to see those two guys one on one. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I just want those two two guys one on one to put on a show. But I don't think we'll get it. But uh, but I, no, I thought this was a very solid solid match. And uh, so yeah, I think something Brandon's good at that maybe I need to invest some time and energy in is to just enjoy a match at face value instead of putting my expectation on it. And then if it, you know, kind of determine my success or failure of a match based on if it meets my expectations, because when, when I'm seeing this as a six man match, I'm thinking four stars, at least, you know, four, four and a half, 
go out in it's, it's not even fair to Kenny Omega to be you know you can't do five star matches every single time you go out there but you know now with Kenny and Hangman I'm expecting really really good matches and this match you know at at the level that Brandon explained it it, it was probably pretty good because I had higher ex- this is WrestleMania I mean this is the card where you go out and do the crazy stuff this should be the one where you're trying to sell you know your yourself for the next year and and maybe some random you know the the grand slam you can not you know, have, have a three-star match. But uh, for what I was expecting on this, a roll-up to win, uh, you know, just not nothing in a, you know, just a good solid collision match, basically. And I, I want a little something more than a good collision match for your your biggest pay-per-view of the year. They're saving it for the next pay-per-view match. This is this supposed to be WrestleMania. This is supposed to be what you, you do. Did what okay? This previous. match or the previous match, which was better? Samoa Joe I Punk think or Samoa this match? Joe Punk was better. No, see, I think no, because how you rated it, I think you, I think this match, you think it was still better, but one you had high expectations for and it didn't meet it, the other you had low expectations for and it exceeded it. But, but I, I think I, when it bounces out, I feel, still think that. I don't think there's no way that Samoa Joe match was better. It was just it exceeded your expectations because they were so low. Break the tie, Kyle. I, I to I enjoyed the Samoa Joe match and Punk match over the six man tag match myself, but that's not to say that's not to say I didn't enjoy this match. Like I did enjoy this match. I get what you're saying, Matt, about it the the WrestleMania feel, but this one also to me had some clunky spots in it. Like it's, it's it, it, it's like the first couple of matches were not everybody was on the same page and it may have been just me, but Kota Ibushi looked like he was moving in quicksand. He was not moving quick at all. Um, and I think that brought the match down a little bit because you have some, all the, all the other ones are great athletes and I, I'm with you, Brandon. I love Takeshita. I think he is, he is great. And I think Omega and Takeshita next week will be, Fantastic. It, it could be a five-star banger, Matt. A five-star banger, Omega and Takeshita. I'm banger, calling it now. A banger with a screwdriver. Well, no, we don't need no screwdrivers. Just a regular <laughs> old match, and they'll they'll put on a banger. But I think that's the thing, too, about this match, is that it it didn't need a bunch of crazy stuff with it because of the 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 wrestlers you had in the match. Like I think they they can wrestle and put on a hell of a match without needing all these other outside influences with it so i enjoyed it i thought it was a good match and um i just think it kind of kind of started slow and it had some clunky spots but the last the last five minutes or so the ending was absolutely great i loved it so i enjoyed it did that break the tie yes it did break the tie me and matter I, mean, I, I said it was solid i just i didn't say it was like a, <laughs> like i said you know i said it was probably like a three-star match but so. well how did it break a tie when there's four of us two and well, sounds like your opinion doesn't count, Brett. You're just the host. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad. I thought know your role and shut your mouth. I, I just <laughs> thought I was. I thought I thought I my my opinion counted here too. I'm, I'm sorry. You're Michael Absolutely. Cole, and no, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. you're more like a Kevin Patrick right now. Just, oh, <laughs> ouch! Ouch! No, that's that's the, that's the Gilmer guys. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Anyway, so I I liked it overall, guys. I think you know it was pretty good for. I I think it was it could have been better, but I I liked it. I think the storytelling in it kind of made up for some of the things that I didn't get out of it for me. Um, 
Next up, we had FTR versus the Young Bucks. Um, man, I, there's not much I can say about this, but I love this match. Um, FTR and the Young Bucks, they just they don't have bad matches um, to me. They 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 do great work. I love all the little things that they do because they know each other so well. Where they kind of they counter each other, they do each other's moves. Uh, there was numerous times on here where one would, I, I can't remember the spot, but one would jump off the top rope, the knees up, boom. The other team jumped off the top rope, knees up, boom. Like just the way they script their matches to me, and it, it's, I just, I just love these matches. Um, I'm sure Matt didn't like this match. I'm sure he's going to complain about it, but I, I for one, sign me up for Young Bucks FTR, you know, once a month, and I, I'm, I'm watching it. That's just, they're just both excellent. They're good tag teams in the ring, and it's hard to find good. You know, you can put two guys together, but they just they just work so well together, and the two teams just work so well together. So, I I really enjoyed this match. Um, I didn't pick the winner. I picked the Young Bucks, but I'm okay with FTR winning. It's, it it was a good match. Yeah, I know, I know Matt. Uh, I was gonna okay, say. Matt. You know me. You know me very well, Brett. You're you're starting to understand things, but I I just, I just want to kind of give an objective view because I, I like to show objective statistics to uh, to make my point here. And we'll use cage side seats. What is the match of the night? Uh, you know, the majority did say uh, what you probably think, uh, but CM Punk and Samoa Joe got 23% of the vote, whereas the Golden Elite versus Bullet Club Gold got 2% of the vote. So, I mean, I, I think... Well, I didn't people- think that was the match of the night, but I thought I, I, mean, I thought I probably thought it was like fifth or sixth, but I thought CM Punk and Samoa Joe was like ninth, so... <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, for all the same reasons, Brett, why you think I'm not going to like this match, I, you, I I disagree with you, Brett, as far as I don't think they have great chemistry, uh, you know, FTR and the Young Bucks. Uh, you know, there's just something a little bit off about when they wrestle. Do they have a good match? So did I enjoy it? Yes. But, you know, they have yet to produce a five-star match. And, you know, I, I think the last three matches that FTR did on Collision were better than this Young Bucks match. And if you can go out there and, and put that kind of performance on, on free tv again the wrestlemania has got to be better and you know and i feel like the young bucks haven't been wrestling tag team for a while so they're they're a little bit rusty uh so this is a very technically good match they did a good job but i think they could do better and to that end i'd like to see them do better i'd like to see this a couple more times uh because i think they can get that chemistry better and produce that level of a match but this good match but it could have been great and it maybe should have been great I knew I was going to disagree with Matt on this one. And I, I don't think it was a five-star, but I, I do think it was an absolute banger. And I think it was one of the top three or four matches on the card. And I, like like Brett said, I, there are just certain things about it. I like one of my favorites was when uh, they did the, the FTR trigger and then the Young Bucks kicked out of it. But, but well, they, well, they kicked out first and then they did the FTR trigger and then they gave them a little kiss. Oh, yeah. And then, then yeah, and then, and then did the Shatter Machine and then, then the – then the springboard shatter machine at the end was, I mean, that was, that was, you know, it looked, looked like uh, one of the Jacksons was going to do a cool springboard move. And then they just kind of caught him. It was like an RKO out of nowhere, but it was the shatter machine out of nowhere. I thought this was a great match. I, I did enjoy the match, but here's where I thought me and Matt were going to be in, in, in stepping toe right here. This is where I thought we were going to be perfect here. 
thought it was a great match. First off, I don't think they thought the streamers through completely because uh, they were hanging there the rest of the yeah, rest of yeah, the night. Caught. Yeah, that was funny. I, I don't think they thought that through completely. Um, the false finishes, ridiculous, ridiculous amount of false finishes in this match. And for me, that brought the match down, in my opinion. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the match. I did, but it was unnecessary. There was even one point I can't remember who it was. It was either Matt or Nick Jackson, but they literally pulled up Cash's arm to prevent a three count. The camera was right there and they showed it. And you see, you see Matt or Nick Jackson pull his arm up and then they're like, Oh no. Well, come <laughs> on, man. Like we don't need all this. The, y'all are these four men in the ring are fantastic. I think it was a great match. These are great two tag teams, but I could have done without half of the finishes, false finishes. And it still probably would have been too much. Like it was just, it, yes, it kept me on the edge of my seat, but I'll, at one point, I forget what happened, but I want to say the Young Bucks hit some type of crazy sequence on FTR. And I was like, yeah, that's it. And then they kick out. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like you, to, to Matt's point earlier, a double clothesline can take somebody out, but all these moves ain't taking these people out. Like it's a little excessive. So that's my, that's my complaint I have with this match. I thought it was a good match, but I'm not going to call it a banger because they had about 8,500 false finishes in this match. And it was just a little excessive to me. And I think that's what you just verbalized is that you didn't need that when they wrestled, you know, the, the goal or they wrestled the bullet club. It was just a really good match. Yeah. And, and and that's all you needed with that. But the young bucks, you got to do all this stuff that match the fact that I don't think they have the great chemistry uh, quite yet. And maybe they'll, they'll work up to that. But like you said, Kyle, and, and, and I, I hate that as well. And yet, you know, the WrestleMania is just you. You have to have a super finisher to win the the yeah. match, and we we saw a super finisher uh, to do that to to win this match, and all the false finishes. You can definitely do without it. And when and when these two finally get that story written, that's you know the story that will be their uh, hallmark. I think they will have a great match, but we're still I'm still waiting for it. All right, move on to the next one. Was a match that I wasn't sure about coming into this, guys. The stadium stampede match. Um, Kyle's, I, I can already get this, Kyle's reaction. This match made me uncomfortable, but go ahead. <laughs> I I honestly wasn't sure how this match was going, but I really liked this match. I, 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 I absolutely, this was one of my favorite matches to watch of the night. Um, and I may have a bunch of people, dis- I may, you, may, you guys may disagree, but... Coming into this match, I wasn't sure. You know, we had the stadium empty on some of the matches before. I mentioned earlier, and I don't know if Kyle was in here. I like the the dual cameras where they had the the PIP kind of like they had the two angles. They they kept it on the ring so that when they showed the backstage, they didn't you didn't lose what was going on in the ring. Um, but I mean, this was gruesome. There was creative. Um, I just really like this kind of match because it's just it's just different. And, you know, I know we've had a few of these, but, uh, and I really like the way they're going to turn this into now a, a Orange Cassidy looks like versus John Moxley, um, possible for all out. And I sign me up for that. Uh, I want to see that match. Um, you knew Moxley was going to bleed. You knew, okay, so did, did anybody cringe when they, shoved whatever that was in moxley's head oh barbecue my God. skewers oh my god yeah no, just, I, I, that's where i mean i was i <laughs> my mouth i was sitting there watching i was like okay and then when that happened i said 
Oh, <laughs> I have never seen anything like that in a match. And no. to me, like, I mean, I mean, props to him for taking that. But oh, and it, it just like hung there for a few minutes. Like it was just sticking out of his head. Um, but it was very entertaining. I was entertained. Um, and I thought they did a good job with the storylines kind of intertwining. It's going to spin off to a match to the next pay-per-view, which is what we were worried about. You're not having time to build storylines, but they've already kind of got something built here. And could this be the end of Orange Cassidy's reign as international champion? We'll see, I guess. Um, but I, I, like I said, I liked it, guys. I, I, I thought it was very entertaining. Yeah, it was. It was a lot. There was a lot happening this in this match uh, in different times at the same time. There was just so much going on. Uh, but there, there, there were some cool, cool things I liked. Uh, it was just, I mean, it, it was. We were worried or not worried, but uh, kind of curious at how they were going to do it. And uh, you know, all these other stadium stampedes have been in an empty stadium, and they did this in a full stadium. But and I like, I like the elements they did it in. You know, they had uh, Claudio and them fighting in the upper concourse. They went into like a suite, and Eddie beat up some security guy. And what about uh, he had this cool Patrick? What about the the mom's minivan coming in, and they had the big oh the- yeah, I was about to get to that. We love, love Sue and the cookies. <laughs> hit him with the cookie tray with cookies on it, and uh, and so but uh but and I love the Eddie's Patrick Ewing jersey, and uh just you know and the, just wild. It was just a wild match. Uh, we had a bluey combat club sign. <laughs> <laughs> we just. Just a lot. There was a lot going on in this match. Uh, the the my, probably my favorite part was the end of the match, and Eddie and Moxley are just laying there. Mo- Moxley's bloody, and Eddie just got his finger in his face, flipping him off like, <laughs> you know, you did this to yourself. So, and you talked about Moxley and Orange Cassidy. Well, they're not jumping straight into that. Well, I know but they're doing. I know, but I figured. Yeah, I figured. We know we're gonna get that, but it's it's weird how they're doing it. It's not Moxley against somebody. It's Orange Cassidy's got to face Penta uh-huh. to get to Moxley. That's kind of weird. You're the, it's kind of like they did with Sheeta to, to, to get her spot in the, the Fatal 4-Way. But it's just like, shouldn't Moxley have to face Penta to get to Orange Cassidy? Shouldn't it be the other way around? Well, you, they got to open the show with with, uh, with Orange Cassidy, though, because that's what they do every week. So, so Orange Cassidy and Pinter, are they facing on Saturday? Or are they or on Sunday? Or are they facing on Wednesday? I think it's on Dynamite. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. It's just weird. Yeah, it's just weird that he he's got a he's got a win. So if he loses, then it'll be Moxley. I mean, he's not gonna lose, but it's just weird how they're doing that. Yeah, very strange. I think Kyle and I share the same wavelength as far as there's like hardcore and then there's super hardcore and you become a little bit uncomfortable with that super hardcore stuff. And, and if you really think about it, you know, d- doesn't Moxley have to know that that works to do, be, to, to do that on the thing. So, you know, is he practicing having somebody hammer that in his head, you know, <laughs> just to see if, if you get a visual effect from it. And obviously I, I, I was squeamish when it came to that stuff. Uh, but as Brandon said, I enjoy, I was entertained by the match. It was creative. Uh, it, it had a lot going on, maybe too much going on. You know, I might have to go watch it a second time just to uh, catch some of the things. You know, and that would be a fun thing for them to do on YouTube or something if, if they do have more footage that didn't make it to, you know, put that out there so, you know, those spots could be realized at least. 
the Sioux stuff was hilarious. Uh, the great storytelling happened. Uh, obviously, the way they changed it to make it five on five was uh, very creative. To, you know, I, I think six on six would have been too much. I think five on five was maybe a little too much. But overall, I, I, I thought for what I was that level of what I was expecting and what I got, they over delivered what I was expecting anyway, uh, and uh, they did well. And, you know, again, a super finisher. You know, we had a super finisher in this, and the Orange Cassidy super finisher. I was pretty pretty creative. I, uh, I feel like I'm being a Debbie Downer tonight, but um, <laughs> I'm <laughs> – we see a match like this every week, it seems like. Just last week, we had a parking lot match. I feel like AEW does these type of matches way too much to where they're not as impactful. Like, and then – you have to up yourself every time. So now what's next after we get barbecue skewers sticking out of somebody's head? Like He's going to stick a full fork in his head or something. Well, we're already doing that. We're well, already no, stabbing like, people where in it's like where, oh, it's, where, it stick, where it sticks in his head and it just... It's just... I, I mean, where's the where's the line? Like, where do we cro cross... We've crossed the line, I feel like. And I, and then you can tell at the end... As long as it's not me doing it, Kyle. Like I, continue to do this all day. I long. know, but I don't need to see it every week. Like if we save it for these pay-per-views, cool. But you, we're doing these type of matches n just randomly. Like we're just doing these matches just to do them. And I don't. I I'm I'm over it. And then Penta, I thought he was legit hurt because you could hear Alex Abrahante is like, "Hey, Doc, Doc, we need." I thought he was legit hurt. Then this fool comes out later in the new costume in a random video. The video doing? like. It's his. It's his other persona, Kyle. He okay, but if he if he dies on the mat, he can't come back. He's, oh, new life, different character. You can't do that. Like and he's got a free life. He, he put a coin in the machine, uh, and then the ladder broke as he was trying to. And it was just a cluster. Uh, it was just a cluster. The match was brutal. I was borderline uncomfortable. I could have done without this. Could have done without it. See, I'm a. I feel. I feel like they. I feel like they think they can't give us just a normal Moxley match anymore because like he, he like, and he just may be like, Hey, he's kind of like, Hey, this is all I want to do. But he, every one of his matches are like this now. So uh, it's like the more Too blood, much. the better, but Too much. the one light, the one light moment in this match I liked is when they did the got to give the people what they want hug to Wheeler in the middle. <laughs> I, lo I love that, that little throwback. So. Yeah. Well, there were entertaining spots. I was entertained like, like the Sioux spot, that spot that you're talking about. There were entertaining spots in this match, but overall I'm kind of burnt out on these type of matches and way too much, way too much happening. See, I may be the longer up in this, but I, I enjoy those. I could see the hardcore, the crazy matches all day long just to see what they're going to do. Like I, I enjoy that because to me, it's different, and, you know, you can only do wrestling matches, you know, in the ring so many times, but they can get all kinds of creative. Like, I love the parking lot brawl. I didn't get to see that. I need to go back and watch it. I can see all of it, but, like, I love those type, and I think that's something that WWE does not do anymore that they used to do, and so when AEW does them, I'm like, I'm all in for it just because I, I just think well, it's you, you get one every week, Brett, so I, you're good I love to go. It. I love it. I love those matches, and that's why I think they need a belt. Maybe they have a belt that they they can oh under hardcore rules, you know. You know they have it <laughs> backstage, and I mean, I'm all I'm in for it. I love the hardcore. 
Kyle is right, though. We're, we're getting a little overextended. One of my favorite parts of old-school ECW was when you get New Jack and they'd be playing natural-born killers and you just have these crazy, you know, 15-minute matches. But, you know, it was only on pay-per-views, you know, and you'd get it, you'd have like four a year and it was just one of many matches as part of that. And it was entertaining and had a story with it and it, and it moved on. And, uh, but I mean, like Kyle said, we got blood and guts. We, you know, that's a dynamite show. We've got, you know, the anarchy in the arena, you know, we've got the parking lot brawl. It is just one after another, after another, we should have like three, three of these a year. And we, we've had like five in the last six weeks. So I can definitely see why Kyle was burned out. Matt, right. I'm telling you tonight, me and you, dude, we are just we are right here. Well, you've hit, you've hit your burnout point with this. I, I'm 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 getting there, so I, I I feel you because you're right. I mean, it's just like you know when we have nothing to do with these twelve people, what can we do? You know, we can just put them all in a just let them know. kill each other. Yeah, sure. I mean, throw throw them in throw them in a crazy <laughs> match. You know, hey, why not? Okay, um, I think the the shocker. Overall, to me, of the night was this next match, the four-way women's title match. We talked about this. Um, Brandon, again, texted me right when the entrance happened. He's like, hey, I think I want to change my pick. And, I mean, it was it was tough. I just couldn't I couldn't see a way you can put a, a, a belt on Soraya when she's – how many matches can she wrestle? I mean, we don't know. I mean, we assume she's cleared, obviously, but – just, I mean, the pop she got was was good. Now, we're we've got a lot of storylines coming out of this. We've got you know, you know, her and and the outcasts are all at each other's, you know, after each other. So is that the end of the group? You know, who's going to split off? Are they going to pair? What two of them going to go against the other one? All three going their separate ways. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. Does anybody see Soraya long term champion? I mean, or is she just a placeholder that she won because she was in her own country? Well, we talked about last week, and we didn't think so, but she actually looked good. Like, I mean, better than I was expecting. You know, I I, I could see her. Like, I, I, maybe she's fine because she 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 looked – I mean, obviously there was three other people in the ring, so she didn't have to do a whole lot. But I, I, once I saw the entrance, I was like, uh, I wish I could change my pick because I knew it was a – I mean, it was a 100% lock. You know, it was like – once you saw the entrance, you knew there was no way she was losing that. And uh, so it just – the storytelling in this match was incredible with her, you know, her family coming out and then Tony taking her mom out and then, you know, Sarah acting like she was going to go after Tony but then change to, you know, change to take out somebody else and then you know, Ruby coming out and then just the – you know, Britt's got the submission on and then all of a sudden Paige does her – I mean, Saraya does her thing with the spray paint and wins it and just, uh, there, you know, there was a oh, – Soraya had a submission or a pin on too, and Britt came into the stomp. There's just, uh, there was just so much. The stomp doesn't the stomp story. win matches? If you stomp somebody's head in the ground, no, it's not the first one. It's oh, about it's... the tenth one that it finally kicks in. <laughs> okay, not in AEW. AEW stomp is <laughs> a. It's I mean, like the DDT used to be Jake's. You know, you got hit with the DDT, you're done, and now you know DDT is just like a suplex. Because uh, I saw that she stomped her. That's got to be it, right? No, and that stomp looked brutal. Like, it looked, it yeah. looked like it sucked. <laughs> I just so do we think coming out of this now? You had Britt with the submission hold on while the pin happened. So does that mean she's going to say, 
hey, I, I was trying to get the tap out. I wasn't involved. I deserve a title shot. Do they spin that directly over, or we think possibly Soraya and um, one of her outcast buddies go at it for the title? The next, I think it'll be Soraya first, and then we eventually lead up to either Soraya Tony or a triple threat. Um. Call I don't know. I don't know. I, first off, Tony Storm looks like AEW's version of Charlotte Flair. The way she her entrance was, the music kind of sounded similar. Then she had the the jacket on with her arms out. It had something written on the back of it. She just looked like Charlotte Flair. Illustrious. Uh, and and then they mentioned that she was royalty, like a queen. I get it, England, but also Charlotte Flair. Anyway, um, Tony Storm, maybe she's out of the outcast. Uh, that's what I got from this match. It was a weird finish. It looked like Soraya was maybe a little late getting to where she needed to be, but um, she looked good tonight. I'm with Brandon. Soraya looked very good in the ring. I was I was impressed. She hasn't wrestled much in AEW, um, but I think she looked really good tonight. I think all the women in the match looked good. I think this was a very good women's match um, on the pay-per-view. They represented themselves well. They took some tough bumps we're talking about that stomp they took some bumps they were out there wrestling let me throw something else at you guys what about who was in the arena she's gonna be factored in she's coming she's coming out i bet you i don't know if she'll be at all out i don't know if she'll be at all out but definitely matt will see her at grand slam 100 percent if if she shows up the place is gonna go berserk yeah that was, I mean, that was the loudest pop I heard tonight when they showed Mercedes on the on the big screen. That's I mean, the biggest pop. I heard the crowd Mo, then. Monet is going to make a big difference. Like it, She could be that next piece that elevates the women's division. Here's the problem, though, what was my next point. It was a decent match, sloppy ending. Hikaru Shida just won the title 25 days ago, three, three, week, three and a half weeks ago, and we're already taking the title off of her. She literally did nothing with the title. What are we doing with this? We have we have all these titles, then we don't know what to do with them. Here, Kyle, we, catch it. Title. Oh. Oh, thanks. Appreciate you. Oh, wait, uh, I stole it back from you. Oh, you can have it back. We have we have a guy walking around wearing a title that didn't earn the title. We have a guy <laughs> wearing a title that's not even a real title in the division. And then we got this title that just keeps being who here, you get it this week. You get we got too many titles, they don't know what to do with it. Uh, hopefully Saray is a great champion, but what is she going to do differently than the past champions have done? Because they do not book the women's division well. So uh, Mercedes can come in. I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make. It's You're only as good as your creative, so I don't know. Yeah. I think you're being a little too hard on them, Kyle. I mean, this, this <laughs> oh, wow. I, mean, I, I was saying last week that I thought we needed to have a li- little bit more of the hot shot titles because I think that, you know, there's so many people who – deserve a run at a title if you hold a title for a year and a half you know who's gonna you know you only get three wrestlers who can be champion in over four years and that doesn't really give you a chance to uh to create anything as long as you're defending it constantly you know you know if if they would have had you know like orange cassie is defending his title like 20 times and Mm -hmm. you know in in that run so i think it gives it a little bit more of a boost to it uh i actually disagree with both of you i don't think saraya did well at all i mean i'm i'm very bummed that she's the champion uh because i don't think she's going to have good matches i think we're gonna we're just gonna have very average matches until she gets it off of her because i don't think she can go as good as any of the others can go you know i thought tony 
all everything you said was accurate about Tony Storm having, you know, he she can go, uh, DMD can go, uh, Sheeta can go, but she can't. She brings the match down. You have to kind of dumb your. It's like with Sting, you have to dumb yourself down to get him in there, and you have to kind of dumb these matches down to get her in there uh, because she's she's the one who can't go out of all of these wrestlers. So uh, you know. I'm sad that she won it. I get the, for the cheap pop, but I think uh, uh, the, ti- the, the title is going to be devalued. Now, maybe she'll come out there and prove me wrong, or maybe her storytelling will be so well it, it overcompensates for her lack of ability in the ring. But her as champion, I'm not interested at all. I'd rather see Chris Statlander as, as the alien. Yeah, I'm more interested in that right now. I, I agree with Matt. I, don't, I, I think it was a terrible booking decision. It was a, very questionable to take the title off Sheeta and give it to Soraya, who, just like Brandon mentioned, we don't know if she can go. She looked good last night, in my opinion, but she hasn't been. She was also a four-way match, too. And you exactly. Can, and and, you, and can, some, you can throw somebody in there, and, and they can you know, go hide some of those defects. you got a yeah. one-on-one match. You can't do that. And, and but she did take her bumps. She took she took a couple bumps, especially landed on that neck in the quarter corner. So I mean she she did her thing in the, in the match. But I'm with you too, Matt. I don't I don't think she can one on one bring someone to a good match. And I think uh, dumb down's a little disrespectful. But it's the disrespect sports network. Let's freaking do yeah, it. Let's, let's be go. disrespectful. You kind of do have to dumb down the match for her. You have to slow it down a little bit and and kind of be a little more safe than you normally would be. And I I. For me personally, I'm I'm with you. I don't think that she's gonna do anything with this title reign. Sheeta didn't even defend it. She Sheeta had to earn her way into the four way as the champion, and then lost the title. She got screwed out of this whole ordeal. She just came back. And she she got turn, screwed out of this. She should turn heel and just start going off on like just taking folks out. She needs to go to Tony Khan's office with that kendo stick and just pow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the uh, the next match, Kyle's ready for this one. It's Sting, <laughs> Sting and Darby Allen versus um, the TNT. Was it TNT champion Christian? Which I hate that, by the way. And our lovely friend, Mister Swerve Strickland. Um, you know, they changed the match. You know, we predicted it was AR Fox and Swerve. There was evidently travel visa issues. Um, but they they went ahead and they fixed that real easily. You know, they had him, they had that that's why they had the other match. We were we were curious on why they had the the same match that was gonna happen the pay-per-view. I know we all commented on it. Basically, it was Nick Wayne in there except instead of Sting. But that's why they had the match. Now we know after the fact that it was that was their way of Making AR Fox the fall guy, they kick him out. Now he's not going to be, and then they bring, you know, the TNT champion, aka Christian, out there. Um, you know, this match we we kind of all said, hey, it's a coffin match. Darby Allen doesn't lose coffin matches. Um, I was, I know, I know we talk about how Sting, you know, he's old and whatever. I thought he did a pretty good job in this match for Sting. Um, he took some pretty nasty bumps. I, is he in his 60s, right? Like 62, 63, somewhere in there. So, I mean, that that drop where he hit the coffin, like I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, did we kill 71. him? 71. Oh, 71. I'm, wow. <laughs> no, he's 60, 64. Huh? Oh, my bad. That's the singer sting at 71. Oh, okay. All right. 71 or 71. I'm sorry. My bad. 
<laughs> so 64. I mean, for a Sting match, I know um, this is one of my, I'm, I'm going to kind of be like the professor, you know, what I was expecting. I thought he did pretty good in the ring for Sting. Um, the match itself was okay. Um, Darby did his spots where he tried to kill himself a few times. You know how that goes. Um, but, I mean, the match was what it was. It was fine. I mean, it was okay. It wasn't, like, my favorite match, but it, it wasn't terrible. Um, I was impressed with Sting, though, I think, of, of anything else, just because being that old and, I mean, still being able to go out there and, and do some spots that, honestly, he shouldn't be doing, but he did them, and, and he took them, and, and, and I was impressed. And, uh, yeah, it was – I didn't have high expectations for this match, but th there was a star of this match before, during, after it swerved. Swerve is – I mean, this he, – he looked great. You know, even – it didn't matter who you put him with. He looks great there. And even in this type of match, I mean, he just he, – he, he elevates everything. And But the, the entrance was amazing. And then in the match, he any, – any spot he was asked to do anything – he he made it better. He you know because Christian was lacking. You know they kept doing some things with Christian and Sting. And you're like, oh no! And Swerve would kind of come make it not look as bad. <laughs> and so, but Sting did take some crazy bumps. I was surprised about. But he 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 tries this sometimes. So he's still he's still gonna do it. But but my main takeaway is Swerve's a superstar, and let's let's get him uh let's give it give a Swerve MJF sometime and give a Swerve anybody. Yeah, you, you stole my thunder, Brandon. I was just going to, you know, the match was definitely above average, but Swerve, every time I see him, and the crowd loves him. I mean, he is over. You know, it's not like you're trying to get him, you know, just to, you know, you know he's like a really good wrestler, like maybe Wheeler Yuta, but you just got to get the crowd into him. The crowd loves this guy, and, you know, and he's a, he's a heel, and they're loving this guy. A great entrance, you know, you know, and, and he knows, he was just eating it up, and he just looks like a star. When he was walking out, he just looked like somebody you could put a rocket ship on, and, you you know, and and even though he's taken a lot of losses uh, right now, he is still always a highlight of just about any show he is on. Uh, I, the match was more than my expectations. I like the entrances. Uh, you know, the kind of the firefly thing at one point was a really cool scene with just all those uh, lights with all of that. And, and even though the whole this is Sting is overplayed, I even like the that is Darby and this is Sting, you know, and uh, I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. Uh, but man, Swerve put him on, put him on Collision, put him on uh, Dynamite, put him on All Out. I, I just want to see him wrestle because he is entertaining every single time. And let, let him finish up with Keith Lee, you know, for at All Out if you have to. Uh, even even though it'd be rushed, I want to see more Swerve. I love Swerve. Swerve is is awesome. Uh, I think we talked about this on the last show we did. Back in his NXT days, that swerve, he was fantastic. I've been a fan of him ever since. Um, this is another painful match. Another another match that there were some spots I was just like, golly, it, especially most of Darby spots. I did that. Um, it was very good though. Sting took some massive bumps in this match. Christian did his. Christian was Christian. Um, the one thing I did not want them to do was bury Christian again. Uh, cause jungle boy buried Christian in a, and, you know, buried a live match or whatever it was. And then now Christian was in this match. I was like, the whole time I was saying, I was like, Christian, please don't get put in that coffin. Please don't bury Christian again. And they didn't. So, um, 
I thought it was a good match. Very entertaining. It was fun to watch. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think we overall agreed that it was way better than what we thought it was going to be coming in. So, you know, that's always good when you meet and you go above expectations. So, all right. Next up is where was I? Lost my, lost my spot here. Oh, the Chris Jericho Will Ospreay match. Um, I know we talked about this on the pick show when we previewed this. Can Osprey pull a good match out of Jericho? And I think he did. I mean, honestly, enjoyed this match. Um, this was one of my favorite Chris Jericho matches actually in a while. Um, some of the spots that he that he did in this match were incredible. Osprey did some spots that always are incredible. Um, I really wish that Osprey would sign full time with AEW. I love his work. Like he he doesn't produce a bad match, and he makes the person that he's uh, wrestling look really good. Um, but honestly, we'll see what the deal is with Guevara and Jericho. That's going to interesting storyline coming out of this part. You still have the callous thing with Jericho. So there's a lot of cool storylines that can come out of this. Um, so I overall, I really, I really enjoyed this match. Of course, you know, as Matt did pre-show, uh, everyone was singing uh, Judas and he had Jericho with his band coming out singing. I thought that was really cool. Um, but I mean, I, I always love, love his intro. Like he, if he's a heel face, whatever, they're always going to sing his intro. And uh, when that get, I'm already when I, when he starts doing the, the intro, I'm, I'm ready for the match. I was ready for it. Um, like I said, Osprey pulled Jericho up, and I thought it was a really good match. What about you guys? I'm not still singing. Uh, I, I was singing too. Like that, the intro was amazing. And uh, but and I tweeted after this match that Will Osprey is my favorite wrestler right now. Like I did just everything he does. It's just I mean, he's just got that charisma. He's got the moves. He's got it, it. Just I don't know. It's like everything about him screams superstar to me. Kind of like I said about Swerve, but even on a different level. And uh, this this match was incredible. Uh, you talked about some of the spots. You know, Jericho hit that hurricane off the top. I thought that was incredible. I wasn't expecting Jericho to do that. And then you know Jericho had the walls on Osprey, and Osprey you know turned it into a Spanish fly. I was like, and then you know Jericho. Uh, you know, he hit how many storm breakers and Jericho kept kicking out of them. And, you know, I know sometimes I don't like false finishes, but I, I thought, I mean, I thought it, I, I thought for this match, because we weren't sure what we were getting. I thought it just kind of, I don't know. I, I liked it from Jericho there because you weren't expecting it. And, uh, you know, I know Kyle and Matt aren't big on false finishes, but I thought on this match, I really enjoyed how it, how it told the story. And because uh, these two really don't have a deep story and they still did good storytelling in this match even though it was just a match thrown together to get was, two superstars in just, England. It was just off Callus, really, the storyline. They, they used the Callus thing to kind of make this storyline work. Because you had Osprey, was it a few months ago that Callus kind of started talking? So it wasn't like he just all of a sudden joined up with Callus. They'd already kind of had some interaction, and he used him to try to get back at Jericho. So I thought, and, and I thought it intertwined uh, good enough Callus for me. didn't interfere in this match, though, did he? No, but it, but he's the one that kind of. No, I, know, I know that. I was just I just couldn't remember. I was like, I hope he didn't. No, I didn't. No. I didn't remember him doing it, but I was like, I'm glad he didn't. Yeah. 
One high level thing I did not like about this match, and and to be clear, I I thought it was a good match. You know, I'm not going to give it. You know, I'm not going to crap on it. Uh, but one this psychological thing, as your psychology professor, I did not like is the fact that they told the story even in the two week buildup as Jericho face Osprey heel, but the match itself went out the other way. Osprey face Jericho heel. And, and I think you could have set that up a little bit better to where you could have been anticipating that Osprey was going to be the face there. And you wait till I get to London and get in front of my people and, you know, and at least build it up like that. I mean, they're even kind of selling Callus as kind of a, a, a face manager on, on this. And then, you know, immediately on Wednesday, they're going to come back and completely flip it the other way again. So I didn't like that aspect of the storytelling. I think they, they could have anticipated and included that as part of the storyline. Uh, because, you know, like when Bret Hart used to go to Canada and they would flip the crowd there, you, you can know what's happening. Even when MJF would go to Long Island, you knew it was going to happen. So you could flip the crowd and understand that, that it was going to happen. They didn't do that there, and, and I didn't like that aspect of it. But the actual <laughs> match, you know, could Osprey make it, uh, you know, get a good match out of Jericho? The answer was yes. Your cat's going to come off the top rope on you, Kyle. <laughs> off the yeah, ropes got, for off real. Off the ropes. Um, I, I, in there. I, saw, I was like, wait, what's that's also climbing Kyle's wall. <laughs> anyway, that's Nala, everybody. That's Nala. So, hello, Nala. Um, one thing I wanted to mention earlier about that that six man tag match does Takeshi not have his own theme music? He had to come out to Callus's just long one note. <laughs> what are we doing? Takeshi don't have his own theme music. We can get Fozzie to play live and all this other stuff. We can't get Takeshi's own music. Anyway, um, I, I enjoyed this match. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought these two worked really well together. I liked the part where they kind of used each other's finishers on each other. Um, it, it was fun to watch. The last five minutes or so was the best part of the match. With the and and here, let me clarify the false finish thing. I. What I get sick of is when the false finishes go back and forth, back and forth. Both people start false finishing. The way this one occurred, Osprey hit the Stormbreaker. Jericho flipped off Osprey. So Osprey hit him with a hidden blade and then another Stormbreaker. And then that ended. I'm okay with that. If you want a false finish to just, you know, do whatever to the other guy, but you still lose the match on the next move or another finisher, I'm okay with that. But the going back and forth. With false finishers is where I get sick of. I just want to clarify that I'm not a false finish hater. I'm just a false finish swapper hater. It's what I'm a, a hater of. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, next match is one we had to add to the card. Um, we had the House of Black uh, lose their tag team titles to the acclaimed guys. Scissor me, Calio. All right. Um, no, but it was it wasn't Daddy A this time. I'm gonna keep this PG. It was Bad A. Billy Gunn was here. Um, man, uh, the crowd. I, I, and we we picked this one kind of over text, and I thought about it for a minute, and I was like, "There's no way they they bring him back, and they don't take the belts." I mean, at this point, House of Blacks had had the belts for a good run, um, and. I really enjoyed this match. I mean, it, Billy Gunn's another one of those. What is he? He's got to be close to 60. I mean, but he looks phenomenal. Um, he's it's still working. He can still work in the ring. He's not a guy that's going to go out and be a singles guy, but uh, it works really well with the acclaimed. You know, everyone loves them. I really hope they give them a, a nice run with this, with these, uh, 
trios titles. Um, because everyone loves the acclaim, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, I, I love the acclaim, but I, I, I wasn't expecting that. He just retired. I know, I guess he retired his character, but he just retired like two weeks ago, and now he's already back winning titles. And uh, but yeah, he's 59, about to be 60. Uh, this match was, uh, you know, it, it, the card was going in. I knew they added this match, and I was like, man, I, things were going. I was like, wait, are, did, are they just not going to? But they kept mentioning it. But I, I, th- I thought it was weird that they where they placed it. And I guess it was to give the fans a chance to cool down from Osprey Jericho before they got back amped up for MJF and Adam Cole. But, I don't know. But, uh, uh, they were pretty hot for the finish of this match, though, Brandon. Yeah, they were, yeah. And Audrey got a crap ton of matches on this card. This was like her fifth or sixth match that she she was reffing. And but there were more than two refs because I, I saw at least three or four. But she she had every other match she was reffing, so she she well, was busy. And well, they had to keep some back in case the ref get knocked out. You know how that is. You had to you know send somebody in. Or wait, you, no had to, you had to have like ten refs for the stadium stampede. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm going to give an unpopular opinion. It's one that I don't even want to give, and it's just kind of a developing thing. But I'm starting to trend down on the acclaimed, you know, and I liked heel acclaim, and I wish we could get heel acclaimed back. I love the, you know, that's like when we're trying to fight, you know, we're trying to fight for our spot, and we're going to say whatever we can. And now it just seems like a little more corporate and, and rehearsed. And, you know, we, we have a zinger every now and then. And it, I, I feel like the, the fact that, in, in, and we're seeing it more and more now, that uh, the when they're having to wrestle against really good wrestlers, they're clearly kind of like the sore thumb sticking out. You know, if I'm looking at that House of Black versus the Acclaimed and Billy Gunn, the House of Black is a clearly better group of wrestlers. They're a better team. And yet they had to take the loss because feelings and pops. And, you know, we, we, have, we have to make, you know, make that happen. It, but, Matt, you it, didn't take, but you did take the acclaim. Because I knew it was going to happen. I mean, but it, I but when I'm watching that match, I, I, I think to myself, if I'm trying to be like, if this is a UFC, if I'm fantasy booking, House of Black is a better team. You know, they, they should have probably taken the win, but I know, you know, I knew that we're, we're trying to make everybody happy uh, as far as that goes. I hope the, I hope the acclaim can do something to reinvigorate themselves. I love them. Uh, I popped out at Grand Slam when they won the tag titles, uh, you know, back in uh, September of last year. Uh, it's just kind of, it's getting a little stale for me. It, it, they got to have to reinvent themselves. And Chris Jericho prides himself on, you know, different iterations of that. Uh, we need to see something else from uh, from the acclaim because I'm starting in my head. I'm seeing the guns pass them up at least as a at tag team wise. Uh, I'd rather see the guns than the acclaimed right now. I agree. I would rather see uh, the acclaimed are trending down. I still love the acclaim. Everybody loves the acclaimed, but they are trending down right now. I think. And another question: the second questionable booking decision of the night for Tony Khan. So Billy Gunn retires his character or whatever comes back, wins the titles. Now what we took the titles off the house of black who were doing a great job with the titles. I thought they were defending it enough. They weren't on TV every week defending it, but they were defending it enough. And by the way, they looked fantastic tonight. The whole crew looked great. Um, This match again had too many false finishes for me. I think it was just kind of ridiculous again. Um, and, And the booking decision was just very questionable. I don't understand do we maybe next week it all out 
get the titles back on House of Black. Maybe they get their rematch and we get a title change. Maybe it was just a for a pop. But if you do that, then why take the title off a House of Black in the first place? So I don't know what they're going to do with these titles. I don't I don't see the acclaimed having a long run with them because I don't know how much Billy Gunn has left. He looks great and he does fine in the ring, but he can only go for so long. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with this. I got it wrong because I didn't think they were going to take the titles off House of Black. I didn't think about Billy Gunn being back with the acclaimed. I didn't think Tony Khan would do that, but what do I know? All right. Uh, That brings us to our main event. Um, MGF versus Adam Cole. Um, Guys, there were so many ways this could have gone, even during the match. The storytelling was just so intertwined. Um. I think we all had the opinion that MGF was going to win. Um, but the way they did this, I thought that was cool that they kind of threw back to the other match where they had the, the double pin draw. And this time, you know, he tried to ask for five more minutes and he said, no, we're going to keep going until there's a winner. And um, I mean, they just, they put on an incredible match. I The, the time was, they did actually wrestled for 29 minutes. It was, the longest match of the night, you know, they'd already wrestled earlier in the night. So, um, I was a little surprised at the ending. Um, I was thinking that one of them was going to turn, uh, no matter who won. Um, and I think that's still coming. They're just, I think it's more of, they're going to continue the storyline with them. They've got a chance to do that. Cause they have the tag tell tag titles. How long is it going to be before they do it? I don't know. I think the kingdom and Roddy Strong and all that's going to play a factor in it. Uh, I think Brandon mentioned that earlier. Um, I think that's going to play a factor in it. Will, I mean, is will Kyle O'Reilly come back? Because you know, I don't know if he's uh, available to come back yet. There's lots of things they can do with this story, um, and I'm excited to see where it goes. It's probably one of my favorite storylines going in AEW right now for me. Yeah, the storytelling all the way through has been great, and it was great again last uh, yesterday afternoon. And uh, just you know, it was funny how they, you know, they were like they stopped when the match started, and we're like, "What are they doing?" They put their shirts on at the same time, and they, they kept that going. Then they did a little thing of sportsmanship, and MJF did his little thing, poking the eye, and just so many just. And I, MJF got a suicide dive in that you know Adam Cole tried to get him to do it during the tag match. So he didn't do it then, but he got it in on Adam Cole. And, I, I don't, and then, you know, we talked about if there's a heel turn in this, we we think it's going to be Adam Cole, even though everybody thinks it's going to be MJF. We kind of think it's going to be Adam Cole. And they kept dropping, like, you know, he, he did the tombstone on the table after MJF wouldn't. And then the stuff with Roddy at the end, he kept, they kept teasing it. He just never pulled the trigger. But there was just so many things. And then the, the Panama, no, I normally don't like the ref bumps. But the Panama Sunrise on Cross oh. Rimsburg was actually oh. pretty, pretty awesome. Oh, that was nasty. It was, but it was. You know, I normally don't like the ref bumps, but the, there was just hey, that it, at it least it wasn't like it. the ref just. Oh, I got knocked down. Oh, and I'm staying down for you know ten minutes. That legit was a reason to stay down. Yeah, and I and I liked how they did the double clothesline on each other, and it did it did in the match, <laughs> and then the 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 hot potato with the chair and both of them trying to get one over. Just, there was uh, just storytelling the whole way through back since it started in June or July, whenever it was, it's still in, I'm interested to see where they go from here though. 
because now, like we talked about earlier, the world title may be out of the picture because does Adam Cole deserve another shot? Probably not, but they still have the tag title. So the story extends for a little bit as long as they have those. But what's next for MJF? Some great questions, Brandon. I don't have all the answers, which is what makes it fun to watch, you know, because we don't have the answers right now. Great match, probably my favorite match of the night. And that's what you want to see. You want to see on these big cards the best, not the best, you know, the main event be the best match of the night because uh, they can go and they can tell that story. And, and they did tell the story. Uh, I, I wonder how Kyle feels about all the psychological false finishes back and forth on this, uh, you know, because they, they definitely went back and forth on that. I don't, I, I look, I loved the match. I, I loved every part of this match. I was completely entertained throughout the whole thing. Um, it was kind of weird. Adam Cole was heel. MJF went babyface. Uh, they kind of swapped it. It was almost like Adam Cole was doing MJF tactics and MJF was playing the Adam Cole way where he wasn't trying to cheat and do all these other things. It, it was, it was weird, but I, I enjoyed it. The, the spot on the stairs that MJF took was nasty. That was gross. I, re- I legit thought he was hurt. Then I was like, man, and and then I thought it was cool. Cole did the heat seeker um, on MJF, which also looked brutal. Um, and I, I'm with you. The 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 match ending in a draw with the double clothesline was Chef's kiss storytelling. I mean, that was that was phenomenal. It was great. Um, but I, I was a little worried. I was like, no way, they're not ending the show on end. a draw. That that would have been the worst ending to a show in in history. It, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. But then they called back to the five more minutes in MJF. No. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, no, we're going to keep it. Re- okay, let's go. Let's let's do it. And then, like you said, Brandon, the Panama Sunrise on Bryce Rimsburg. Shout out to Bryce Rimsburg for taking that. That, <laughs> that was that was crazy. Um, That's not an easy one to take either. No, no. Um, not how I expected it to end. I expected MJF to win, but it, the finish kind of came out of nowhere. It's kind of like it was, you know, we were building up and okay, okay, and then all of a sudden the inside cradle, one, two, three. That that's it. Oh, okay, all right. Well, but um, when that happened, Kyle, then I was definitely expecting something to happen after the match. Yeah, nothing did. Yeah, so it kind of like left me like. You Had know. they not won the tag titles earlier, I think we would have seen a turn. But with the tag titles being won earlier, they got to keep the storyline going. Um, but I think it, I think it sets up perfectly for it all out. MJF, Adam Cole versus the Kingdom. Now they could bring Kyle O'Reilly back, a Kyle O'Reilly team with um, Adam Cole and MJF, and we have a trios match between the Kingdom and Roddy Strong versus Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, and MJF. Could do that. I don't think they do that at all out maybe further down the road, but I think that's potentially what's setting up in this little group that's going on too. All right. Well, that's our, that's the all in review part. Um, Let's do some picks on the all out card that we have. Of course, we'll have to make some of these picks. I'm assuming this week as more announced, more matches are announced. Um, What we have right now on the card. um, And we'll just go down through here. First one I have on the list is, Christian Cage versus, I mean, no, sorry. The real TNT champion, Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen for the TNT championship. Um, guys, what do you think about this one? I think uh, I'm going to pick Luchasaurus. Uh, 
I don't I, I don't really know about this match. I I'm not sure what to expect. I don't have I don't have high expectations for it, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, it's weird. I don't know. Just Darby's going from story to story. They've kind of worked Christian into his story, but and now they've but Darby's going through the Swerve story and the AR Fox story, and then now he's got a title match with Luchasaurus. They've I don't like what they've done with Darby lately, and hopefully they find a landing spot for him soon. But I don't think it's winning this title right now. I'm going to be fascinated by the Nigel McGinnis storytelling. This one of my favorite parts of All Out was him just again Father of the Year in, in that bit with, yeah. with Christian. <laughs> and now we're about to have a situation where Luchasaurus is probably going to beat Darby. That's my pick, by the way. And you know, he, you know, Christian is going to have lost twice to Darby, and Luchasaurus is going to have the win. You know, I, I think that you you can have a fascinating story stemming from that as well. So I'm going to look forward to that. Uh, and, and how they end up going with that. But I, I believe the father of the year will help Luchasaurus uh, to an, another uh, TNT title win. And even though I, I know you, Brett, and I think, Kyle, you don't like the, the Christian storyline with that, I, I, I'm, I just sit there and give like it how it happens. I like it. I like it. I like it. I, I love Christian. I despise it. Yeah, see, that, that's that's the one that doesn't like it. I, I enjoy it. I, I think I it's like – it. I think it's awesome. There are people that could do it that I wouldn't like it. I like it because it's like the way Christian does yeah. it. And and like you said, Matt, Nigel hyping him up as father of the year is great. It's great commentary. I love listening to it. To but- me, it's just it's unbelievable. It's like your false finishes. It's unbelievable. Who's gonna let someone take their title and claim it as theirs and then you have to go defend it? No. Okay, Christian. Well, because Luchasaurus, though, his whole thing this whole time is he's never really had a personality. Even though he's one of the biggest TV personalities ever, when he doesn't have the mask on, I mean, he's one of the most famous reality stars ever. But when, but on on AEW, he doesn't have any personality, so it it works. I I think it's going to be a decent match, only because Luchasaurus is so big and Darby's a rocket, a, like a bat out of hell when he's in the ring. So there's no telling what he's going to do. Um, so I'm excited to see the match. Luchasaurus is going to win, I think. Darby or um, Christian. Christian's going to help Luchasaurus somehow, and I'm sure we'll get a Sting appearance trying to run off Christian. Um, but I, I just think Luchasaurus – I think it's too quick to take the title off Luchasaurus. The man hasn't held the title. Christian's been holding the title. So <laughs> I don't think you can – Luchasaurus can't lose the title if he hasn't held the title. I don't know. It's a weird thing. I think Luchasaurus wins. Yeah, I agree with you guys. It's Luchasaurus. Um, I think original, eventually um, he's going to lose it. Somehow Christian's gonna he's gonna get mad at Christian somehow down the line, that plays out at some point and that's when he loses the title. Not sure how it's gonna happen, but that's what I that's how I think he's gonna end up losing it. The return um, of Marco stunt. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could have Jack Perry come back and he'd be as you know they're a heel team now. You know they're all together. And be, you know. All right, to match two we have. Let's see. Was on that's two on my list. We have Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, man, this could be a really this could be a really good match. Like these two guys are gonna demolish each other. Um, I just think right now they're trying to build Miro back up. So I'm going with Miro over Powerhouse. I don't see how you try to bring Miro back and he gets beat by by Powerhouse Hobbs, who hasn't really been pushed a whole lot he's been a lackey for for qtv and then some other stuff 
he even had the title for a brief moment, but I just think it's Miro here. I'm taking Miro. It's game over for powerhouse. It's a game over, and Miro's going to – we'll get about a six, seven-minute match. and so. What what they call this on WWE, like big men slapping each other. You know, Big, meaty men slapping meat. There so, you go. We're, then, we're then, going then, to have that. Vince then, McMahon then, is going to sit there jealous, like, oh, I wish I could have this on my oh, show right now. Hey, but, Professor, we need it to be – this should be Big Miro versus Big Powerhouse Hops. Right. Well, if you're going to be WWE TV. What can you do? I, I love I love Miro's promos. I, I think you got to build him up. I want to see what Miro can do. Uh, the crowd absolutely loves him, and uh, let him run a little bit. Let's, I'm taking Miro. Another questionable booking decision by Tony Khan. Neither one of these people can afford a loss, but somebody's got to take a loss. You need to build both of them up, so why book them together? No earthly idea. Um, I'm with you, although I think Miro is the one – He's he just returned. I think you need to build him up more than you've had your opportunity with Hobbs. You fumbled the bag with Hobbs multiple times. It's time to give Miro an opportunity. So because of that, Miro's going to get the win. All right. Um, next up, we've got Chris Stratlander versus Ruby Soho for the TBS Championship. Um, I'm not sure how many times I've seen Stratlander uh, perf- like defend this title guys i don't know if maybe i just haven't seen her maybe she's doing it on rampage that i have missed um because i haven't seen her on collision or on uh dynamite lately um i just think she hasn't had long enough it's it's too early i think it'll be a good match with soho because she can go in the ring um but i think statlander retains yeah i think same statlander wins uh you know (laughs) I hope they had some matches because this card's not a uh, very intriguing to me. It's uh, it seems like it's gonna be a very good uh, collision. Yeah, Statlander wins this match, and I I think it'll be a better match than what we probably saw at uh, All In. I think they they can go both Ruby and uh, Statlander can go. So I think it'll be I've already kind of set my bar as you know a three star match. So we'll see if they can exceed that or if I'm gonna be disappointed. Brandon, I think the problem we're having with this card is that we're getting wrestling fatigue because we just had a big pay-per-view with All In. We got Payback this weekend. We have All Out this weekend. And this All Out show kind of feels secondary to the All In. The All In seems like it was the major leagues, the Super Bowl, the big thing. And All Out kind of seems like a a side piece, like it's over, you know, on the side. So should have called it All In Backlash. (laughs) Yeah, basically, basically. So <laughs> I, I'm with you, but looking at the payback card for WWE doesn't look much better either. So I think, I don't know. Either way, um, I'm taking stat. Short answer, stat. To save Brad, time. if you expect me by Monday to have watched all of these shows. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be dedicated, Matt. Absolutely dedicated to your craft. <laughs> Watch How many it while hours of wrestling can we watch in a week? I st- now I got to start b- going back to get ready for payback. I got to get SmackDown and Raw, and I'm gonna have five hours of AEW hey, to get ready for another. There's four something hours called there's hours. something called the fast forward remote. You just look at the match. You just skip to see who wins. You 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 know check the storylines out, and then you know you're good. 
Kyle's right. Wrestling fatigue is kicking <laughs> in at this point. And, and, and how stupid is this? I mean, almost all wrestling fans, if you had the Venn diagram of wrestling fans and college football fans, there's going to be a lot of overlap. So, you know, we got the first weekend of college football, oh. and now we got to do all this wrestling I, too? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm undecided about buying this all-out pay-per-view. I'm, I'm undecided about it. Only because... I don't want to spend 50 bucks in back-to-back weeks. And two, I'm already, I don't have to pay for the payback oh, pay-per-view, oh, but I don't. We need, we need to talk. We need to talk soon then. We need Okay, to... we'll take the money out of it then. I don't, I, I still just, I, I don't want to watch back-to-back pay-per-view. I don't want to watch pay-per-views back-to-back weeks of the same company. Like, AEW was doing a great job of not having pay-per-views every month like WWE does. And now they're having two in back-to-back weeks. Do we, do we think, they've already announced the, the all-in for 2024 in london again so do we think they end up moving all out or are they gonna they need up? to surely are they, they need feel, to they feel nostalgic and like oh this has always been the beginning of september you know i don't know i, I don't I, I don't think you can because I, I think they're seeing this year that it's just i mean you're putting you're putting a, a strain on people that can't override the system and have to pay for these pay-per-views you're putting a strain on casual wrestling fans like you're asking for a hundred dollars in two weeks for wrestling, which yes, all, all in was worth worth fifty bucks. Absolutely, it was a great show. I'm not confident all out's going to be that way. Now, Tony Khan is Mister Pay Per View. He delivers somehow when the build doesn't seem right. He still delivers. So yes, I'll probably still watch it and I'll probably still buy it and I'll probably begrudgingly do all that. But it's the point of the, the fact <laughs> of the matter is we don't need to have back to back pay per views. Okay. Well, maybe make they'll... sure you message Brett tonight. Just, just, just make sure <laughs> yeah. you go talk to him. Yeah, we need we need to talk, Kyle. <laughs> All right, so match number four. Now that it gets better, these last two are better. Uh, I'm looking forward to the last two. It's going to be either Orange Cassidy or Zero Miedo versus John Moxley for the international championship. Now, now hold on. So, so Penta's okay again. He's not the red suited Penta. It's the normal Penta El Cero. Yeah, El, yeah. Which one are we getting? It says Penta El Cero Miedo. All right. Yeah, it's not as obscure. Okay. Are we getting the demon, the prince, or Finn Balor? Like, what are we? What are we getting here? Um, I'm excited to see Moxley and Cassidy. I think that could be a really good match. Now, Cassidy's had the belt a long time, um, and this is a this. I have to make me really think about this one. And I think, I think it's time for a, a new champion. I think that's John Moxley's going to go over here. Um, as much as I love having Orange Cassidy champion, I think that it's going to go on Moxley, and he's going to be the one that defends it and defends it and defends it because he is on TV a lot, and they do the international championship a lot. Now, they may change it to the AEW International Hardcore Championship, um, but I think Moxley's going over here and it's going to take the win here in this one. And so since you since you think this match is going to be Orange Cassidy versus Moxley, it shows that this is AEW, not WWE. Because if this is WWE, it would be a triple threat match because they would do something in that Orange Cassidy Penta match. They wouldn't have a they wouldn't have a winner and they'd both get to face Moxley and it'd be a triple threat. Like it would be guaranteed a triple threat if it's WWE. But I do think it's going to be Mo- uh, Moxley against Orange Cassidy. And I would feel like we got to have a title change on this card. And this there's what? There's only two titles up. I, I think this is it. Yeah, I think Moxley's going to win. And uh, will will he open every show now, or will Orange Cassidy still open every show? That's the the big question afterwards. 
Going three for three, I'll be interested to see what Kyle, if he's going to go with the four-peat on this one. But they're really telling a long-term story that Orange Cassidy is tired, he's hurt. I mean, his his orange punches are lacking in effectiveness. They've been really slow playing that story. I think Orange Cassidy has probably been authoring that, uh, you know, kind of telling the, his demise. And I think uh, John Moxley is finally good enough to take advantage of those elements. I thought I was going to be against everybody else by picking Moxley, but I see that I'm with the majority here. So I'm taking Moxley as well. I I thought that they were going to take the belt off Orange Cassidy in that battle Royale, however many months ago. um, And they didn't, I can see them taking the belt off Cassidy to give it to Mox. My only issue is, I guess it's not an issue. If it's going to stay the international championship, it needs to be regular wrestling matches. If you want to make it the hardcore championship, then make it hardcore matches. I'm fine with that. But let's... I was halfway joking a little bit there, Colin. I wasn't <laughs> serious, but I, I'm not. <laughs> I think they might actually do that. Um, I, I think Moxley wins, though. I think Cassidy's had a great run. He has defended the heck out of that title. But like you said, he's he's beat up. He is. He needs a break. I don't know if it's much of a break going to Moxley because he just had skewers sticking out of his head. So I don't know how healthy <laughs> he is, but. He'll probably have a big patch on his head, and it'll be busted open. But you know, a couple minutes within five seconds. Yeah, I think AEW probably. You know, I think there's some very smart bookers over there, Kyle, and I think they're feeling what you're feeling with that fatigue. And you know, some of Moxley's best matches early on were just regular wrestling matches. You know, he he can go still, and I think this is a good way to transition him back into a, a period of just regular matches, so we can get rid of some of that fatigue. I like it. Okay. Um, the last match that we have so far in the uh, the fifth one on the card is Kenny Omega versus Takeshka with Don Callis. Um, I'm going with Omega here. I just I think this could be the match of the night with the card what we have right now. Even though Moxley and, and Orange Casting will be good, both of these guys can go. Um, and I think that they Omega is finally going to get the best of Callis's boy. Yeah, I'm going to go with Omega, too. You know, they get to catch the win there, not to set this match. And I think this will be Omega's. And I just, like I said earlier, I hope we don't get a callous interference. Just let these two guys, and uh, this could be the, the match of the night. Uh, do we, I mean, I, I can't wait to see, what's the main event of this card going to be? Is it this match? Or, I mean, I'm sure we'll get more matches. But, I, I mean, you would think we'd get a CM Punk match that's in Chicago. But I don't know. But I, I don't CM know what the main Punk. event of this card is. But CM Punk, Jack Perry. Just let him go. <laughs> No referee, unsanctioned. <laughs> unsanctioned, yeah. <laughs> I would be entertained by that. I know it's a joke, but I would be entertained. Oh, 100%. That'd be, that'd be a good way to get Jack Perry a little bit of exposure as far as that goes. Uh, with you, o- Omega took the loss at all in. He'll get them that. He'll get it back. Here. I'm torn on this one. I, I can see it going either way, honestly. Um, I kind of. I know one of the many theories we abide by here on this show is that, you know, if you lose the previous pay-per-view, then you got to win the next pay-per-view. Um, what, what theory is that? We need, we need to talk to our theory expert. It's theory one, two, uh, four, three, 1243 <laughs> is that theory. Um, I, I, I could see Takeshita pinning Omega, Omega taking the fall for Takeshita to put Takeshita more over to kind of further that. I could see that happening. But I'm also with y'all. Omega needs a win. I just, I, 
I don't know if we're going to be lucky enough, Brandon, to have no Don Callis effect. I think he gets involved somehow. And if it's not him, then somebody associated with him gets involved. And I just don't think we're going to have a clean match. Yeah, probably. Don Callis <laughs> with the letter opener. <laughs> oh. I just, I don't think, I, I, I hope we do. I just don't think we're going to have a clean match. I, 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 everybody else picked Omega, right? You're correct. I'm picking Takesta then. I'm just okay. going to be different. I'll pick Takesta. Okay. All right, that's what we got on this card. Uh, let's roll over to our other pay-per-view we have. <laughs> the WWE Payback. There's six uh, matches right now on this card. Of course, again, we could get more. Um, first not. match is we finally get this one. This one, I'm excited about this one. Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus in a steel cage. A steel cage. Nobody can interfere. You know, it's they're in a match. I'm ready for this one solely because I'm ready for Becky Lynch to beat Trish Stratus and we can move the heck on from this storyline. What do you think, Kyle? Tell us. Tell us right here, Kyle. Kyle, Kyle ran I, off before I, I, I think before I finished my I said I said I wanted to do this match Kyle. so we could get this one over with. They needed to get it over with. I, I heard you. I heard you. Um you would have to start with this one. I'm so beyond over this. And you said a steel cage keeps people out. You name me one steel cage match that has kept outside interference uh, out. It, it's supposed to. It's supposed Zoe to. Stark will get involved. There's no hey, doubt is, about it. Is this the time that Lita comes back and is the count? God, I hope not, because that's just going to further this story. No, no, no. This needs to be the end of it. In uh, where are they at? Pittsburgh needs to be the end of it in Pittsburgh. That's where it needs to end. It needs to die a quick and painless death in Pittsburgh and be done with this forever and never come back to it. Yeah. All Becky, that to say, Becky needs something new. Yeah. I think Becky wins. I think Becky wins and Trish goes home. And then maybe Becky and Zoe first, whatever. I don't care. Just get Trish off my television. <laughs> Sorry, you Trish. Big wow. star over who, would, who would ever thought a, a male would say, get Trish off my television? For wrestling purposes, get Trish off my television. If you want to keep her on there as a, an accent piece, great. But wrestling-wise, get her out of there. Now, what if she had sloth toes, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> well, then we're talking a different story, Matt. So, okay. Just checking. Um, I'm taking, obviously, I'm taking Becky as well. Same here. I'm taking the man. All right, match two, Seth freaking Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, I'm taking freaking Rollins. Uh, I just, I, I, I think this will be a really good match because I know uh, Shinsuke can work, and set and and Kyle's ready for the whoa for ten minutes. You know the intro. Um, but I do think this will be a really good match because, again, both of these guys can work. But I think uh, Rollins is Rollins is looking at something bigger later, so I think uh, he retains right here. I'm 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 probably gonna be different here. I, I kind of like what they're doing with Shinsuke here. I'm a I, I, Seth's probably gonna win, but I'm a just I want to be different one time tonight. I'm a pick Shinsuke. You're getting wrestling He's fatigue, good. Brandon. Shinsuke <laughs> lost the big Bronson Reed a few weeks ago. <laughs> He ain't beating, I don't think I saw that. He ain't beating <laughs> Seth freaking Rollins. My my TV my TV package doesn't have the Bronson Reed channel. So. Oh, 
you need you need the big channel. That's you got to upgrade to the big and tall channels. Um, I Seth's winning. I I do. I will say this though. I I like what they did. I did not like the promo Shinsuke did in ring a couple of weeks ago because he was talking Japanese, and I'm sorry, I don't speak Japanese. But I really enjoyed the promo they did Get last better, week. Kyle. I know, I know. It's my fault. Um, I did enjoy the promo they did last week, though, with him in the back and, and with the subtitles and the captions. I enjoyed that promo. I think it, it made Nak- Nakamura look really good, and they made me excited for a Nakamura-Seth Rollins match. I think it'll be a good match, um, but Seth wins. Yeah, there's no way they're taking that belt off Seth, off Seth yet. All right. Next match we have. Wait, wait, hold on. Does does Seth? Okay, even if he wins this match, he leaves the night with the title. No, Damien. Well, now you're throwing a wrench into it. I didn't think about that. that? I'm just wondering how, what you thought about that. But you said there's no way they take it off of him yet. So. Yeah, Seth leaves with the title. Okay. All right. Next match: uh, Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez for the Women's World Championship. Um. It's Rhea Ripley. Um, I think Raquel is okay, but I don't think they've built her um, up enough to compete with Rhea at this point. Um, I just, I think that, you know, it's just Rhea Ripley. I think they, they've got too much momentum with her. If she loses the title, it's going to be to somebody that, that she puts over. So I, I don't, I don't think it's Raquel right here. I think it's going to be Rhea. I, th- uh, I think it's Rhea. Also, I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see her losing anytime soon, and I don't, or I don't see the person to beat her. I haven't seen that person yet, you know, unless they switch, you know, unless Becky gets built back up to that, or they switch the roster around. But right now, Rhea doesn't have a challenger, so uh, Rhea wins this, and uh, Raquel can go back to her mix match tag t- tag teams. When your bit is showing off your back, you don't have a bit. I'm taking Rhea. What? Um, uh, I I'm I think I'm gonna take. Uh, well, I'm definitely taking Rhea, uh, for sure. I I think this is a good Raquel. I think could be the one to take the title off of Rhea, but you have to build her up. To hear me out, Matt. Hear me out. The only reason I say that. Hear you out. Listen. Hear me out. Hear you out. Hear me out. If we go back, hear me out. If we go back to it. If we go back to NXT black and gold days, Rhea and Raquel had a really good rivalry going on down there. They had some, they put on some nice matches. Last woman standing match where I want to say it was Raquel that put Rhea through the stage um, with a choke slam or something. They had some really good matches down there. If you can build Raquel back up to that point, then I think you have a really good match between these two. These two women are powerhouses. I think you could have a really good match. Rhea, uh, uh, Raquel's not there. She's like Brandon said, in mixed match tag teams. She's faking a knee injury every week. I mean, she's not she's not where she needs to be to compete with Rhea Ripley. She ain't beating Rhea Ripley. But I think down the road, if they build Raquel up, then we could have a good match between these two. So so they they tear down like Cody Rhodes and they the road to redemption. She's gotta face adversity, pal. All right. Yeah. If you don't go through adversity, then it's not worth it. <laughs> All right, uh, match number four, um, the WWE Hall of Famer, Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory uh, for the United States Championship. Now, this is a weird match for me. Why do we want to see this one again? Uh, I just saw this match, um, and it doesn't make any sense. Zero, it's 0% chance 
that they give it back to Austin Theory, right? Because that would be a waste. I mean, if they did that, I, I just would – I mean, I'm not that I would be surprised, but I, I just don't see that any part making sense. Theory's kind of on the way down. But the other part of me is like, okay, so who's coming after the belt? And who I think is coming after the belt, yeah. Is that is that Rey Mysterio versus – I mean, is that the match you want? I don't. I don't really know, but uh, it's this one's hard. I'm gonna let you guys go first because I'm I'm still torn. I, I've got a I've got a I've got a theory, no pun intending, of, of why I want certain person to win, but it's for another match. Do you have a number for that, like Kyle did for twelve forty three? Yeah, this is theory um, two hundred and forty eight. Okay, it's like the list so of going, here. It's the list I'm, of CM. I'm going with Ray, and uh, you know they kind of teased him in LA Knight, but I, what I'm thinking is we may get Ray and Santos because you know Santos like it, this was supposed to be Santos's match, and you know even though Santos never beat Ray technically either, you know Santos got got to move on because Ray got hurt. Well, then Santos got hurt. I I could see a, you would get a fall, and then Santos like, hey, this is I. You know, this is my title, and it, it may not lead in a turn. I think it'd be cool if it's a turn, but I, I think it just may be, hey, I want my title shot and maybe a friendly title match, but I think we're getting a Ray and Santos match just because of the way with the injuries and everything, how it happened. This is such a season premiere of SmackDown sort of card. Uh, I'm going to oh, take yeah. Ray, and, and I agree with you, Brandon. I think we're going to see – Ray and and Santos and and maybe Santos will pretend he's Christian and say he's the real U.S. champion and <laughs> hold it around for the uh, LWO and yeah, who knows? I, I I didn't like the decision of putting it on Ray. Uh, I'm kind of I'm over Ray Mysterio. He did. He's a he's a great Hall of Fame wrestler. He did a lot for he's the no Dominic. <laughs> I'm just I would. I would rather see Dominic in the ring than Ray right now. I would rather see Dominic than Ray. I'd rather see Dominic do anything. Yeah, like, I mean, but yeah. Yeah, I'm just over Ray Mysterio. I don't understand why they put the title on him in the first place. Um, So here's to hoping Vince proves me wrong, but I don't believe it's going to happen. But I'm still taking theory. I'm taking theory. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm taking him just because I'm trying to put that into the ether. So hopefully it'll happen. Yeah, I'm not sure. There's yeah. a lot going on in this little U.S. title kind of picture. You've got you've got the Grayson Waller roaming around. You've got L.A. Knight. You've got Grayson Waller can't get a win, so he's not going to win the championship well, anytime soon. I know, but I could see this coming and turning into a some kind of four way probably match down the line or something. The way they probably kind of probably at Fast Lane. Fast Lane. I bet we see a Theory, Mysterio, Santos, Waller four way. Yeah. So if that's the case, I mean, that's where I think it's going. And, and that's why I think Ray keeps it here. But I think somewhere down the line that it, it goes somewhere else. I think uh, if we do the four-way, that would be a way you have some ex- some faces and heels in there mixed together, and you could have a match like that. Um, so I think it's Ray Mysterio for now. But just because it would be a – like you said, why why would you take it off of Austin Theory just to give it back to him? It may, that would make absolutely no sense. So I'm going to WWE being WWE. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with what I think is going to happen, and that's Ray Mysterio with the win. 
No, I never um, thought I would think this. this is, I'm just going to go on a little mini rant. I know we're, we're in like hour four here of, of this kind of a thing. <laughs> I've been waiting but for a mini rant. It, it's go. like wrestlers now when they go to Raw, they're really thriving. You have Gunther over there thriving. LA Knight had his best pre had his best promo as SmackDown guy over on Raw. And SmackDown is just so, so fast-paced because they're trying to get everything in there and trying to get all their stars th- I, I'm really enjoying Raw much more because they can actually take the time and try to tell some of these stories and enjoy some. I'm even liking kind of the Imperium, kind of the little struggle there with the little fight infighting there. Whereas SmackDown is just that I can get through a SmackDown episode in about 18 minutes these days. You know, you're talking about the fast forward, you know, kind of a thing. But Raw, I, I probably spend about an hour on Raw. So uh, I, I'm really enjoying the, the pacing of Raw a little bit more. And I always thought that third hour of Raw would be a little bit too much. But be, the way they're using it to be able to tell some of the stories right now, uh, if it's coming from SmackDown and it's not the bloodline, I'm, I just don't care. All right. Uh, match number five, um, L.A. Knight, yeah, versus The Miz. Uh, it's L.A. Knight. Miz doesn't win matches anymore, um, just being honest. Um, I don't know there's much more to say. Same. I think, I I think, think it's L.A. Knight. If they don't put the title on LA Knight soon, I'm gonna riot. I mean, he's hot. He, it's it's his time. He deserves it. Like he went from being a, a male model person to uh, the most popular star right now. Going, I think individually. So thank you, Triple H. Yes, this match is like five years too late because like like the LA Knight we have now and like the Miz from like four or five years ago. Could have, I mean, could have had an awesome feud and story, but I'm not excited about it now. And just because also they haven't built it up the way, but but I mean, if this was Miz like five years ago, like I mean, that'd be like almost like a dream dream story, dream match type thing. But but now it's just a it's LA Knight get a pop and get a win and get out. LA Knight will win, and, and my prediction is this is going to be a much above average match. Miz, I, I think of that Miz Champa match on Raw that was like a no holds barred match about two or three months ago. And it was, I was impressed by that match. And I think he will be able to give LA Knight that rub and that push and a good match on top of it. So I think uh, LA Knight with the caveat that y'all will be impressed by the match. Where's Champa actually? He's with Raw. I know, but like, exactly. Where is he? (laughs) That guy can work and he can't get on any time on, on TV. I don't, I don't understand. I'm uh. I'm going to take, obviously, L.A. Knight as well. But I will say, Brandon, you said this hadn't been built up. They they had a, a couple good promo battles between the two of them. Um, I think the one that Diggs was referring to, that one on Raw where, you know, L.A. Knight came out and, and Miz, and they were going back and forth. That was a really good promo battle. And, it, and I didn't think I was going to be interested in L.A. Knight-Miz matchup because I'm not interested in anything the Miz does. I think he's a very boring wrestler. But um, I'm excited for L.A. Knight, and I, he's he's got to keep giving wins. He's he's the most over he's the most over wrestler in the locker room right now. So he needs to get wins, and I think Miz is kind of like a gatekeeper. But L.A. Knight wins this one easily. Match six. Um, I, I'm excited about this one. We have a Steel City Street Fight Tag Team Match for the Undisputed Tag Team Champions. Um, we got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Damian Priest and Finn Balor, guys. Um, now, 
with it being a street fight, I guess that's anything goes, which means uh, Judgment Day can get involved. Um, and with that, to me, I think that uh, this is the end of the Owen Zane reign as tag team champions. I know they've got some injuries they've been worth fighting through. Um, I'm going with I'm going with the Judgment Day. I think um, I think maybe you've got a JD McDonough interference that helps them. Maybe he joins Judgment Day for a short time and kind of gives them, and then maybe at some point they split off. But I could see them extending this out because Judgment Day is kind of the hottest thing going right now. Um, and the longer that Damian Priest holds that briefcase, for him and Finn kind of, but they got the tag belts, maybe that it kind of extends a little bit. Um, and I can see it going the other way, but this is where, I, for the storyline, I think this would make it the most interesting. Um, kind of Sammy and, and KO, that it's kind of fizzled out with them. Not that they're not popular, but you know, they they went through their whole storyline with the bloodline, and it, it's just kind of been kind of blah since then. They're they're fighting with these random folks every week. They're teaming up with different people, um, and they really haven't defended the titles lately. I think partially was because of the injuries, but I think they give them some time off, and, and Judgment Day uh, takes this one. We're trying to piggyback off an AEW story with the. You're trying to make Finn and Damian Adam Cole MJF, but uh, I'm I mean, a, yeah, way well, yeah, it's kind of the same same idea. I, I, but I'm a, I'm gonna pick uh, Sammy and Kevin. I, I I like I don't think the Judgment Day needs the tag titles. The, the story's great as it is. I mean, I guess the tag titles could add something, but I, I could also take away something. And I I say Sammy and Kevin win, and they'll probably end up losing to like Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre, that random tag team or something. I don't know. Uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping eventually we get a. They they go against the new Street Profits, but uh, I, I I think Sammy Sammy and Kevin win, and we see we see more added to the Judgment Day story, but not with winning the titles. We we see maybe some dissension after the match with maybe McDonough cost them the match. Yeah, I agree with Brandon, uh, Brett. I think you're taking the L on this one. Uh, you know, if, if there is some sort of injury thing, this is a good enough storyline to be believable. You know, it's not like we're having, you know, Bronson Reed and, uh, you know, Champa take the titles off of them or something. They, they've they been built up and, you know, it'd be like if Drew McIntyre beat Gunther. It's unlikely, but it, it's believable. Uh, and, and I think uh, Damian and Finn beating them is believable. So I acknowledge you, Brett. I acknowledge that uh, well, your pick is, the, the is really street fight, If it was a regular match, but having the street fight aspect, that would give Sammy and KO could stay strong because, you know, if they cheated and, and did something shenanigan wise, it doesn't put them down, but it would be an easy way for Judgment Day to get the win. And, but the, the opposite side of that is we don't see Cody on here yet, and Cody can get involved and help with shenanigans as well and uh, help KO and, uh, and, uh, Sammy get that win. I think it'll be a great match, you know, so I think that's going to be one of the elements of this thing. It's going to be a fun match. Uh, but, and, and, and because they don't have a story for Sammy and KO right now, and they deserve a story. If, if they lose here, they got to be off TV for a while. Uh, and that, and I don't think they can afford to lose them. So I think they're going to keep the titles. I'm uh, I was with you uh, for a second, Brett, and then I had to jump ship, but um, I'm taking KO and Sammy. I think they're going to win it. I, I was with you where I think that Judgment Day will get involved. De, uh, Rhea will be out there. Dom will be out there. I'm sure J.D. McDonough gets involved somehow. 
And I can also see Cody Rhodes getting involved to help out KO and Sammy. But my main reason is because I just what Brandon said. I think that this is to further the Judgment Day storyline, not to get the titles off of KO and Sammy at this point. I'm I agree with you. I think they've reached they've reached the pinnacle of what they could do with those tag titles right now. It's time for them to lose them. Not to the Judgment Day at this point, though, because like you said, the 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 storyline for the Judgment Day doesn't need the titles. So I think that something happens in that match. They're definitely going to get interference. You know, something this would, happens. This would give them all four belts. That's not going to happen. But this be the this, belt collectors. Something happens in this match where maybe JD McDonough gets involved, but they don't want him involved, and he screws up the match for the Judgment Day. Something like that's going to happen where KO and Sammy are going to retain. I think, but. Um, I, I'm I'm with you. I can see KO and Sammy li- losing the titles soon, but I don't think it happens this weekend. Okay. All right. Well, that's our prediction. Ooh. Man, great job, guys. Now we just got to get. Through, now we just got to get through the shows. Do we think we'll get a Gunther Gunther Gable match? Um, I'm saying that as a possibility. Well. And- I've heard that, but it might have been, if, it might have been made tonight. Next, we don't know. Next time they have a match needs to be after the honky tonk record's broken. Like we we need to get yeah. that passed so that we at least can believe that Gunther has a shot of losing. Until he gets past that, he's not losing the belt. We kind of all uh, just that's the what it's kind of all well known that that they're trying to get that record off the book. So, um. I would rather them have the match later if it's – I can't remember when he breaks it. It's it's, giving, it's coming up. So let's have that match later because I think Gable is, is impressive in the ring. Like, I mean, I like I like him. I like what um, Maxine Dupree has added to the group. It's it's funny. It, it's giving them something else to kind of have in, the, the, in their group um, with her, like, getting trained by Gable because she wasn't a wrestler before and – and so I, I like that. I think they've done a good job with them, making them kind of relevant again because it kind of got stale for a while. Um, so I don't know who beats him, but, I mean, I think Gunther needs to lose it at some point so he can go after the big belt. So, all right, well, everyone's so excited about watching the pay-per-views this weekend. I can just tell by your faces, um, and I'm sure we'll have some more <laughs> Matches added, but uh, should be a good, uh, good, good weekend. I mean, I'm, I, don't, I think it's going to be tough to live up to last weekend's show, but you know, we never know. It sometimes surprises us on occasion. Um, if there's a match that you're looking for that's added, has anybody got any that you want to throw out there that's like your one you want to see of, of but either show? Why as we close? I mean, I mean that they, you know, they. Could, I don't. It'd be quick now because since he's been got but. I mean, Jimmy J, I mean, it's a possibility. And if that happens, you get the bloodline. So, I mean, you're always going to be intrigued by that. And then, but, I mean, other than that, I can't. I mean, we, we got to add something to the AEW card because there's not a main event there right now. So, we got to. I mean, uh, but I don't know. we all agree that CM Punk's got to be on the card. I mean, you're not going to have a. a I don't want to see him and Joe again. No. So, and I don't want to see him and Ricky Starks again. So, maybe I mean, it is Jack Perry. Who knows? <laughs> that would be entertaining. Let's let's do let's do CM Punk on Draw Day. Let's just like, random as hell, but it'd be fun at least. Yeah, Matt, Kyle, you got any that you want to see that you to make the kind of bump the pay per views up a little bit? 
I can't believe people are actually pay- paying to see this payback thing. This is <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, uh, on the AEW card, don't add many more matches. I don't need another four-hour pay-per-view. I mean, I, I don't. I, I, I don't. You don't um, want to get your money's worth. I don't have to pay for it if I talk to you. Oh, so uh, you don't know that. <laughs> Let me hang out. Oh, I got you. Let me talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what you want to talk I, about? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think any matches need to be added. I think let's just get through this weekend, and then so we can have a break on some pay per views, and then um, and reset. I don't think. I, I don't think we see Jimmy or Jay. I think that's going to be held off till maybe Survivor Series. Um, I think they're going to leave Jay off TV for a while. But um, yeah, I don't think I, I wouldn't add anything. I just don't want another four hour pay per view. Jay Uso shows up at All Out. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> oh, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Off the Ropes. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. For Brandon, Matt, and Kyle, and Jeremy at home not being here, we'll catch you next time. We'll be back next week to review these pay per views and tell you was it worth the money or was it a waste of time <laughs> on the disrespect sports network it's brett swinney good night everyone yeah yeah <laughs>